down, it changes stuff. I think you sound great, Trevor. Thank you. Yeah, you sound awesome, I think. You sound good enough to be on episode 126 of Off the Crossbar, a Ray Al Salt Lake podcast. <laughs> that's nice. I knew that was happening. That yeah, was I, I could tell you. Soon, as soon as you were like, you sound great. I was like, oh, he's hit record. Yeah. 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 I think you probably hit record earlier than I caught, but. Uh, not by much. Okay. Um, I'm you just. didn't hear me cursing, did you? No. Okay. So that was a curse. I mean, I didn't hear, but I did record it so that I can blackmail you later. <laughs> or we can do. Uh, I mean, it would be weird to call Oblocon Trevor, but. It's definitely a blackmail thing. I would definitely <laughs> respond to that if you were like, I've got audio of you cursing. I mean, I could like, have. Trevor famously has never done. <laughs> Please don't let Probably. that get out. <laughs> I could have over a decade of you cursing if I wanted. Easily. You know, we're coming up on ten the ten year anniversary of this podcast. I realized that. I was get we'll talk about this more in depth later, but I was about to be right. snarky on Twitter with somebody yeah. after the game. Yeah. And as I started typing out the tweet, I'm like, I'm not saying this. And what I was gonna say was like, I've been a season ticket holder for like fourteen or twelve or thirteen years now, and I've been covering this team as media for 10 years. And then I was like, I'm not sending that tweet. That's really obnoxious <laughs> and annoying. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not that person. Really somebody had, somebody Were you in a fight on Twitter about this game? Oh, absolutely, dude. I, uh, I really tuned out after I sent some angry tweets about Seattle that I deleted later. Cause I just tweet and delete, but I, um, I was, I was pretty mad after this. I was mad at, I, I, I'm assuming you were fighting about the officiating. Is that I was fighting about two things, and what? one was definitely officiating. Okay. Well, no, it was officiating related. Um, what was the other thing? The other was people booing Kellen Rowe for getting injured. No. Okay. Yeah. I I got some thoughts on that. Yeah. Like Spoiler so I'm alert. Sure, I am everyone sure that lives in the greater Seattle area is a baby. <laughs> That's my is my hot pick. Does that real gotta, real question? Does that include Tacoma? Yes. Does but Tacoma to a lesser extent? Did you guys see the we thing? This, we got to know yeah. who lives in Tacoma that you're asking about specifically. Sean Kemp. I was going to say the airport, but oh, and because okay. it's the Seattle Tacoma airport, does that like denote it's like in, that Tacoma is a different like, region? It's like in Tacoma, isn't it? Isn't it more in it's Tacoma? In, it's it's in very close Tacoma. to Tacoma. It's on the least, south yeah. side. Yeah. Good old SeaTac. I mean. Wh- I guess the real question is, should we just start calling Utah County Greater Salt Lake? And I think the answer is yes. Oh it's, part of the, it's part of the L- lesser Wasatch Metro, as yeah. it's called, the Ogden to Provo, whatever. Um, so d- speaking of Tacoma, did you guys see the thing when Sean Kemp got arrested for the initial reports were that he got arrested for a drive-by shooting? What? Does, do you guys was remember this, like this? Recently, or was this like a yeah. long time ago? This was in in March. Um, I don't, um, don't remember hearing that. So, there former Seattle Supersonic fun. star Sean Kemp has been released from jail after his involvement in a Wednesday shooting in Tacoma, Washington, according to police records. No one was reportedly hurt in the incident. Um, charges were not filed. He's being released from jail pending further investigation. Um, so. The formal charge against Kemp, 53, accuses him of a drive-by shooting, but people close to Kemp tell local news outlets that the case is one of self-defense 
after Kemp allegedly confronted someone after tracking a stolen iPhone. An altercation broke out in a parking lot that escalated into, into shots being fired. One car fled, it, it stated. One man was arrested at the scene, adding that the investigation is ongoing. Um, yeah, so uh, kind of kind of crazy. Um, it is yeah. probably a negative thing that like we keep having interactions in this country that are like filmed and recorded where that just ends in people getting shot for no reason. But yeah. Um, like, did you guys see the video of those guys fishing on that guy's property that they had permission to fish on? Or it was like like territory by this guy's property and he just started shooting at him. <laughs> he missed, no. but you know, that was on that was going on, that on Twitter mm. this week. Mm. Um anyway, uh yeah, everyone in Seattle is a baby, is was a, what I was trying to say, minus Sean Kemp, because I, I I've always liked Sean Kemp. I don't yeah. know what happened in this situation where he went to jail and then didn't get any charges, but I I like Sean Kemp. Good at dunking. That guy. True. Um, I've had a Sean Kemp rookie card at one point, I think. Nice. I like that. Um, what do you guys uh, What do you guys got on deck uh, beverage-wise? I'm just drinking a soda stream beverage again. Nice. Oh, you got a Fresca again. Got a Fresca again. Yeah. Sparkling soda water. This is actually a repeat of last episode. So if you listen to last episode, you can probably do now. Do now. Doesn't even matter. <laughs> No, no, it's not a repeat. I've got new drinks. Oh, what do you have? That's one of them. Ooh, Pure Leaf. I used to drink Pure Leaf all the time. Yeah. And then the other one is this one. I found these. When a nice uh, caffeinated tea beverage isn't enough at 750, it's time for a monster as well. This one was free. I usually get these like. (laughs) I wasn't keep questioning the price. (laughs) No, no, I just don't. I usually buy monster and keep them in the work truck. I see that kind of stuff. I used to do that a lot with like the sugar-free ones, but mm. now I don't drink carbonation. And I found that they have like tea flavored monster energy drinks. That's a monster tea. This yeah, is a monster tea. rehab peach tea. I think they've got a lemon tea and then another okay. one. And I don't remember what it is. And nice. I think it's, it's a direct competitor probably to rockstar recovery, right? I don't know anything about like, Rockstar Recovery, but that sounds like a man. A non-carbonated. You're telling me the Monster Rehab is a competitor to the mon- or, uh, Rockstar Recovery? I know, Why are they calling it? You would it never think that. Yeah. It, you're probably exactly right. I just, I don't know. I never liked Rockstar. I'm glad you've chosen the side in the culture war, Trevor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Team Monster, for sure. Yeah. Is there like a, a conservative liberal uh, <laughs> around thing around Rockstar and Monster? I feel like there is. I, I have, have seen, Do you guys remember no that one clue. crazy video of that lady um, going through all the symbolism of the double yes. stuff related to the Monster can? Maybe oh, yeah. maybe they're more Rockstar than the, oh, the, probably. the liberal devils or the Monster people. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> they are no devils, idea. by the way. I just know that. When I drank carbonation, I tried Rockstar one time and I was like, oh, this is the worst thing I've ever drank. And then I drank NOS and was like, nope, this is worse. And then I found the sugar-free monsters and I was like, these aren't awful. I'm yeah. I'm convinced it's way worse to give your kid a uh, a bottle of NOS as a like a 12-year-old kid. It's way worse to give them a NOS than it is to give them a beer. I think, um, I think that's probably yeah, true. That's, I'm not... <laughs> I'm going to say I completely agree with that, but there's something there. I see. Yeah. My, honestly, the point is that, like, I really, you know, shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. Especially, like, 
I know that they, you know, they have these like sugar-free versions and all this other stuff going on now. But like, yeah. I feel like when energy drinks were first in their uh, prominence, like 10, 15 years, 15 years ago, yeah. when they first started getting like, like all these different brands and everything else, uh, there was probably like very little regulation on like what was going on in those. Like that's why Buku, I think, and we've talked about Buku. Let's not talk about Buku on this. Have we talked about Buku on this podcast? <laughs> I think yeah. we've absolutely yeah. talked about Buku. Anyway, sorry. Uh, what do you yeah, guys been? One uh, Buku story, and I'm sure that's I told right. it. Yeah, I kept getting. I was when I was learning to snowboard as like a 13 year old. They kept giving me Buku at the bottom of the lift. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, pretty pretty irresponsible. Someone should be arrested for that. Um, <laughs> If we're going to have cops, we should give them time machines to go back and. Oh, arrest. yeah. We, we talked about, I think this was mid 2020 when we talked about Buku. Okay. Yeah. I remember this awful website. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious that you're dating conversations by a website. Yeah. I think, I think it makes sense. Trevor, what have you been up to since we talked last? What's going on? Um, for starters, I need to issue an apology because last time we recorded an episode, I was like, oh, I haven't done anything this weekend. And <laughs> I definitely did something that weekend. And so this is last week's episode, but just no, 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 no. I've just got to mention this one thing. It's definitely worth mentioning too. We went to a bees game. Um, and they did their, so every year bees do like cool different promotions that are for different reasons and purposes and sponsored by different people. This year they're doing like Sunday brunches. Um, so any like Sunday game is like now a day game and it starts at like one and you can pay a little extra and get like an all you can eat brunch an hour before the game. And they've got like waffles and eggs and bacon and sausage and like the whole like breakfast food gamut. They've also got like alcohol for sale. So you can get like Bloody Marys and mimosas to go with it if that's your thing. Hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we showed up an hour early. It was with uh, our good friend, Dr. Colin. Uh, Sarah, his kid Lucy, and a bunch of Colin's family was there um, as well. And they invited me and Charlie along, and we went, and we had a great time. The bees lost, as they always do. (laughs) Um, But it was a a really good game. It was one of the first days of, like, sunshine and kind of warm. It was was very warm that day. Well, because it it was the – oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm confusing that. But it was the day I was at Lagoon, and that was a really nice day. Yeah, it was it was a beautiful day. It yeah. felt a lot warmer than like it actually was. I think the actual temperature was like 55, 60. Yeah. But it it felt like 75 sunshine. and sunny and it was Oh yeah, baby. Gorgeous. Loved it. Had a great time there. Um anyway, so after mentioning that, really this last weekend, um <laughs> what did we do? She's probably, this, probably oh, nothing. Well, one thing I wanted problem. to mention to you Trevor, uh no, we did, did you wear something. your goals jersey to that brunch game? No, I wore my uh, Abejas jersey. Okay, nice. I uh, So, obviously, there's a lot of talk about new sports franchises being in Utah, including MLB and NHL. And people have been throwing mm-hmm. around different concepts for what these teams could be called, named. I've seen, some, seen and heard some good ones for the MLB side. Cutthroat is a great name. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fantastic I think it's name? a silly mascot, but I love it as a name for a team. I would love to see a man or a woman a or they fish. them running around in a giant fish. I think that's great. Um, that would rule. I think Cutthroat's an awesome, awesome name. But somebody yeah. like brought up uh, like a had like a goals concept to as obviously a throwback to the Salt Lake goals. Mm-hmm. Um, great color scheme. 
amazing like original Beautiful. branding from that squad from that yep. from that team i don't know why i said squad um but uh like that original logo is so good and i was like man that jersey's sweet my friend trevor has that jersey i wonder if they sell that jersey they've not sold that jersey in years and i was like man i wish they would bring that back so i could buy that jersey because it's a sweet jersey they do do uh throwback nights um throughout the season okay and mm. so they've got in years past anyway they've done 70s 80s and 90s throwback nights and so the 70s is the goals the 80s is the trappers and the 90s uh it's either the buzz or the stingers i think Do they sell they the jerseys at each one of those nights yeah. oh i need to that's when i got the goals one was they it went to a 70s throwback <laughs> night and like they were playing the reno aces so the aces had like their 70s throwback and the bees play, played and, in the goals jersey. Yeah, they played oh, in the orange goals so jersey. Cool. It was really cool. All right. Well, I would like to get one of those at some point. Anyway, Cutthroat's a great name. Goals jersey that you have, great jersey. Um. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. What do you? What did you up to? What What did you do this weekend? Here's the problem. What did okay. I do this weekend? Doesn't. I don't. Sound like I don't remember. I keep telling okay. myself that like I should write these things down because I've got like mm-hmm. really bad memory recall these days. <laughs> and it Getting pretty old legitimately like takes me a minute to like go back and realize what we did um i did go see a doctor recently and <laughs> talked about no this is like years in the making um yeah. i talked to a doctor about i've got this sleep issue that i've always just assumed was like do you see the maybe, hat man you take a couple benadryl and see the hat man <laughs> No, 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 no. So I always just thought I was just like bad at waking up because I was like lazy or something like that. And then I went to the doctor and like asked him about it and described what it's like for me to wake up. And he was like, that's not normal. We should address that. Are you doing a sleep study? Doing a sleep study and I'm going to go see a neurological doctor, a neurologist. (laughs) Here's the uh, question. Brain workup of what happens when I go to sleep. Can we record an episode with, with you in the sleep study? I that don't awesome. think so. Trevor, mm. do you think they're going to ask how much caffeine you drink in the hours before you go to sleep? <laughs> I Probably. I don't <laughs> think that's a factor. <laughs> just wondering if that's going to come up. No, I don't think it's a factor. No. I think I, yeah, like, no. To not. give like a short description of what it is, it's like I sleep way deep. Yeah. Like I'm very difficult to wake up Okay. Um, just as a general rule. And when I wake up to like alarm clocks, um, my brain like figures out alarm clocks oh so you're able to do a lot of stuff while you're still asleep yeah yeah yeah. and a lot of time like i genuinely don't remember doing it like this morning for example i've got three alarm clocks and my third one it's like an app that i have that you've got to do like either math problems or like scan a barcode or really do a whole bunch of stuff like to help (laughs) you do a quest (laughs) i did one of those in uh in mid-college i think i it was i did Man, math problems to wake that's up that's awesome yeah i've got so i've got three alarms that go off about eight minutes apart and the first one is simple math i've got to do i think five or six um single digit math addition problems and then the next one is more complex math it's three double digit numbers adding those together and then the last one is just to i've got to shake the phone 10 times and this morning i did not have the first two alarms go off. I didn't do the math, but the third alarm woke me up as soon as it went off. And that's the first thing that I remember is shaking it. So if the others go off, like you still have to do the math problems. So you did math problems off. in your sleep? Yes. Whoa. That's kind of cool. Beautiful. 
This has happened multiple times. That's crazy. I either actually. do it in my sleep or like I wake up and do it, but then I go right back to sleep and I don't like remember it at all. Nice. Okay. It caused some problems when I was married because then like we, she'd like wake me up and like have a quick conversation in the morning. Like, Hey, I'm leaving and I need to need you to come pick me up in There'd five hours or whatever. Set and you did and not I would be like, sure thing. And then I would go back to sleep, but like not remember that conversation at all. Mm. So we're finally addressing this problem. I think it's like an actual what, problem. And so what was, was the, doctor, yeah, so. what was the tipping point for you? What did um, you do in your sleep that you were like, okay, I got to see a doctor. The, it's been like, just historically, I'm just really bad at waking up to alarms and you lately. No. I'm immediately thinking of Mike Birbiglia's Sleepwalk yeah. with Me situation. So, <laughs> which is, by the way, a f- he has a whole album called Sleepwalk with Me. It's yeah, it's I a movie. Recommend it. He turned it into a movie. Uh, it's yeah. really, really great. That was a trivia question, or Mike Birbiglia was a trivia answer last week. Oh, but anyway, what was the question? Uh, I feel like I would have probably got I, it. There were, there were. So the this the 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 category was like named it was like the answers were two people that have the same names so like it was go, it would it would give two clues and you had to give the first or the the, the names of each person that had oh, the gotcha. same name so it was like mike Birbiglia and like mike someone else and i don't remember what the other one was but it was like creator of the like comedy album and movie sleepwalk with me and then it was someone else or the other mike but like dirty jobs oh okay. micro i don't know that wasn't the answer but so I have like a five okay. fun trivia update when it's my turn, but yeah. So you you just kept sleeping sleeping through alarms, and you're like, now yeah, it's yeah, time. no. And I so historically, like starting like in high school, even before high school, like middle school and stuff, um, I had to like change my alarm constantly because I would just get used to waking up at a specific time, and it got yeah. to the point where I'd be like, oh, it takes me ten minutes to get ready. I don't have to wake up yet. I'm gonna go back to sleep. Got it. And so I had to start like changing the actual time of the clock. Yeah, And not knowing how far off it was, because as soon as I knew how far off it was, I would just redo the math and be like, oh, it's 10 minutes fast. That means it's actually this time. This means I actually have to. So I did stuff like that. And now I've got the app. And for the last two or three years, the app has helped me wake up on time. And I just every couple of months have to change like the tasks that I have to do. Hmm. I have to get a different barcode to scan or I have to do subtraction instead of addition or i have to shake it 20 times instead of 10 times or whatever right change the snooze change the times Hmm. and just for the last like two years that hasn't helped changing it so i've just kept changing it like every month and it just doesn't do anything so i'm just perpetually like 20 or 30 minutes late to work every single day because i just can't (laughs) wake up on time and fortunately like i have a boss who for now is putting up with it not putting up with it but like it's not a real problem does he understand your situation yeah, I just talked to him about it like recently and was like, take time to off to go to the doctor and here's why. Yeah. Okay. So that's cool. I mean, well, it's not cool, but that's kind of interesting, I think. Yeah, very yeah. interesting. So right. we'll see what happens. What else do you know, too? Is that it? Is, is that about it? That was the big one this um this weekend. Was I saw my cardiologist, I guess. We're doing doctor updates. Ooh, yeah. Okay. It was fun. He's cool. His name is Lex. He's a cool guy. That I don't really have any updates other than things are <laughs> things are good. Sometimes you just gotta, yeah. Sometimes you just gotta hear from your guy and get some reassurance that things are okay. You know, my doctor's one of those that like is very quick and is just like, yeah, everything seems fine. You're good. Dude, 
That's so fine. So I was talking <laughs> like about a different annoying. doctor I see with my cardiologist. So I, I see a cardiologist and a heart rhythm specialist because I have okay. some weird heart rhythm stuff. But my heart rhythm specialist, I now see him like once. Uh, it was six months. Now it's a year. Literally the last time I saw him, I, I go in there, you know, do the normal vital check. And since it's the rhythm specialist, I see the um, they do an EKG on me real quick. And he comes in. After the EKG is done, he comes in, looks at it. He's like, or I think he's already looked at it. He just comes in. He's like, things look good. And I'll see you in a year. <laughs> that was the last time I saw him. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I guess it was worth the $40 to hear that everything's fine. But yeah, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Mine does like the real quick, like two minute quick physical exam. Like listens to me breathe twice and listens to my heart for like two seconds. And he's like, yeah, you're probably fine. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, is kind I- of annoying, but. I got to go to him to like get referred to like specialists for stuff. So yeah, um, I guess the good thing is that the, when I actually needed to see this heart rhythm specialist and like when I, things weren't good, he did take a good amount of time and got me on the right medication and now everything's fine. So he's just like, things look good. Medication's working. Nice. See you later. See you next, (laughs) next year. You're on this for life, which is fine. Um, I did. I did also ask him about. uh, We did kind of a late follow up on the throat thing that I had like six months ago. Oh yeah. (laughs) I talked to him about that, and because I wanted to ask him, like, um, because the whole cause of it is that I have uh, hiatal hernia, and I was like, can we just like fix that problem instead of just fixing my throat every couple years? And he was like, No, we're not going to do that. uh why not what's what's the problem with that and he's like okay so here's the thing and he like did break it down and he knows what he's talking about but he was just like i know what your decision is going to be and it's going to be no so let's let's just move on but he, basically the surgery is like a really it's not a very common surgery because it's a very intense um I like see. it's an intense surgery and it's an intense it's recovery yeah and invasive that's the word i'm looking for it's an invasive surgery and a long recovery and it's prone to complications mm. um just because like, like what they have to do is said it has something to do with your stomach and wrapping it around and creating like a second sphincter yeah in your stomach mm-hmm. and he was like it's very easy when you're in there to like cut the wrong thing and if you cut the wrong thing you just got <laughs> bleeding all over the inside of your belly Ugh. and that creates way too many problems and i was like okay no, you got me a long recovery i'm fine <laughs> Yeah. yeah don't worry about it glad to hear you're not doing that then so anyway that's that was a big thing this weekend was talking to the doctor and starting to solve my sleep issue nice proud of you what about like you man actually addressing on? it as a sleep issue um i went to the doctor but not for me but for the growing baby inside jenny uh, which <laughs> yeah. is going well um <laughs> let's see saturday I went to a an Air Force commission for one of Ginny's cousins. Nice. I heard about this. Oh, yeah. Ginny was telling me. But I, I, for those who don't know, Matt usually sits in the press box, and Ginny usually sits in Matt's seats, which are right next to mine. Yeah. And Ginny routinely brings guests, and this time she brought an aunt and two uncles. Yep. And explained what they were doing in town. Yeah. So, yeah, Air Force commission, uh, which, I mean – to say it's interesting would be a real overstatement. <laughs> um, you basically just sit there and watch people go take the oath, and they're you know twenty some odd people, and yeah. uh, you care about one of them. So it's like every yeah. graduation. 
it's, it's like a graduation thing. It's not yeah, too yeah. exciting. Um, other than that, uh, we spent some time with family when they were in town. Uh, I did make some shredded beef enchiladas for dinner. Nice. Mm-hmm. We I went to uh, really well. Lana last Friday. That was something that we did. That is, oh, was that last Friday? Yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> you guys yeah, Alex so. went to Lana. Yeah. Yeah. And I realized after you guys were like done with it that like I was actually downtown and totally could have gone. <laughs> wow. We had a, we had a big crew too. Yeah. yeah no, I was just like, like, I was seeing you guys post about it in Slack and I was like, Oh, that would be fun. Too bad. I'm working today. Cause I just like in my brain, I was in park city like all week and that was the only day that I was downtown. So I was just like, Oh, Oh. And that day I was supposed to be in park city, but that job fell through. So I ended up being downtown ish. But I didn't put two and two together until like three in the afternoon. And I was like, oh, you idiot. Should have gone. You should have. It would have been a good time, but we had a good time anyway, in spite of your absence. Um, well, I'm happy to hear that. The Real Salt Lake game was a thing that happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, played a, a couple games of American Bookshop, which is a great little trick-taking game nice. uh, out of Japan. And I, I like really enjoyed it. Games. You hate them, you said? I like them. You like them. That's, well, then we should play one. We should. All right. Is okay. We'll, we'll plan something after the podcast. Yeah. Uh, nice. We could. I mean, we could also play a game and podcast at the same time. That's a good idea. I'm saying yeah. one of these days we need to like get together for a podcast and just like do it while we're playing. It's a good idea. I, I think I that's like a good that. idea. I'm trying to think what if I let's see. I'm still working my way through Better Call Saul. Love that. It's been really Love good. That. I do need to watch Succession. Uh, so. I'm a week behind now. I'm I'm all the way behind this season, mm. which is not great, but that's it's tough because okay. especially I mean I, I know we're all trying to spend a little less time on on Twitter, uh, but a lot of yeah. people are just tweeting stuff very openly about Succession, and I'm like, listen, hey buddy, I can't be required to watch this every Sunday night as much as I would like to. The same yeah. Game of Thrones, same Game of Thrones. Twitter is uh, yeah played much less of a role in my life. Yeah. of late and that's a good thing um but yeah. i you know it makes me miss what twitter was yeah and having no. you know, i mean no disrespect to the people still out there posting all the time um good good for you unless you've got a blue check now i guess yeah unless you have over a million followers in which case i can excuse it no disrespect I like how they change it y'all. again. They keep changing the wording on what verified is. On when yeah. you oh, yeah, it's verified. Been... Now it's just like this user is verified. That's like all it says now. I yeah. love that. Like it seems like they keep changing it because people discover like new ways to either get verified or get unverified, and they're like, "Oh shoot, we yeah. gotta put catch up again." Yeah, that was so. That was so weird. Like Elon Musk, tr- like trying to like troll, like drill, and all those other accounts with like mm-hmm. giving them the blue check. I, 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 I where did I hear it? somebody was describing somebody was describing what was going on there is like Elon Musk picking his nose with, and has a booger on his finger and he's trying to wipe it on people. But then at the same time is also trying to sell that booger to people <laughs> for a subscription every month. That's like what that's like exactly what that was. He was like, look how dumb you look because I put this on you, but also buy it because like, yeah. it's actually yeah. not stupid. Oh, well, that was, that I just awesome. don't think that you understand, Kyle, because I don't. I don't understand a lot. He clearly is just he's a genius. A genius. It's a a business real checkers genius. and chess situation. Yeah. I know. Meanwhile, the rest of us can play a fun game, but 
I mean, am I alone in thinking that checkers is kind of boring? And checkers sucks. Chess, chess is, good. is chess is mediocre at best. I like chess. I don't, I like don't think check, chess is mediocre. Checkers is bad. Let's get that out of the way. Chess is um, <laughs> for getting that out of the way. Great musical. I, yeah. I've never seen chess. I don't. I know there's that one chess. song. I like the Queen's Gambit. It's a good show. It's a great yeah, show. I watched Queen's Gambit and I was like, I should take chess seriously because I feel like it's a game that I could learn and be good at. And then I learned a little bit about it and I was like, no, nah, this is too much. I don't care. It's hard. Like as soon as you start getting like into strategy and stuff, you realize yeah. how far behind you are with the game of chess. And I'm, I'm yeah. not about it. Yeah. And you Respect know, I don't think anybody that's really good at it, but I can't do that. I don't have time for that. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's a game that is just, it's too mechanical in that way. Like you, you are good at chess if you can see further moves ahead, but there's not a lot of ingenuity at that point, unless you're extremely good or playing against mediocre opposition. And for me, yeah. I just don't have the patience for it, uh, which is nothing about chess itself, but I'm going to pretend it is about chess itself. No, it's about chess. Yeah. Chess is bad. If you like chess, you're a bad person. That's what we're saying. Well, I don't I don't know if I said that, Trevor, but uh I am not going to disagree. I'm just trying to paraphrase here. That's all. <laughs> I do think like it's fun that kids get into chess. Like I was into chess when I was, you know, in fifth grade, sixth grade. Uh, I went to chess club that, one time in high school because there was a cute girl there. And then um I realized how again, just like how far behind I was because I was like pawns can move two spaces on the first move and like that was my knowledge of chess yeah and you guys are all like pulling out moves yeah uh, it's it, not it, fun it's a game of memorization basically yeah. memorizing board states and how to interact with those board states yeah i don't like that yeah so uh anyway. lots of great games out there and if i if there were more of those games accessible to me as a child i would have eaten them up so uh i don't know that's my take on chess I don't I don't think I have anything else for social hour. Um man, I I feel like I've I got a lot I had a lot over the last week. Um looking back at uh what was going on. So I, I went to uh Kaye night last night. That was great. Um another another Thursday before home game at Kaye uh in the books played a lot again came ready to play this time first time i actually wore shorts to one of these so i wasn't ripping around in like cargo pants or like pleated trousers or whatever i've normally wearing <laughs> um yeah so that was really fun uh very much enjoyed that um friday uh oh buddy buddy let's see what happened friday <laughs> Oh, I off the camera roll. <laughs> uh, saw the new Evil Dead movie. Oh, um, how was that? I I really enjoyed it. It's pretty fun. It's like uh, pretty pretty bloody. So if you like blood, it's great. I mean, thing. I'd expect no less. Yeah, I got. Uh, it's the the setting's cool. So it's not like a cabin or whatever. It's out. It's on like it's in an old Los Angeles high rise. I mean, it's oh. obviously not filmed in L.A. and like everyone in the movie is like Australian or New Zealand or British or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it takes place in this old Los Angeles high rise that they get like trapped up, up in. Um, so it's all just takes place mainly on this one floor of this building. Um, it's cool. I, uh, it's a good movie. It's pretty, pretty insane. Really gives you no break the entire time. It's just, <laughs> just pretty creepy the whole time. Love that. Um, 
Oh, speaking of New Zealand, uh, did you guys see the trailer for Taika Waititi's new movie? Ooh. You're going to say the name. It's the one about yes, Thomas Rungan. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, oh. American Samoa team. That's the one. Did we talk about that last episode? I feel like we brought it up. Did we, called... we briefly mention this? Yeah, I think I might have just seen movie. it. Um, I don't think the trailer was out at that point. But maybe uh, it was. This is going to bug me so much. What's the name of the movie? Next okay, goal wins. It, yeah, next goal wins. So it's it's about it's about Thomas Rongan coaching the American Samoan team uh, after they lost thirty one zero to Australia. We did watch. We did talk about this because I mentioned the thirty. Yeah, the trailer had just dropped. I think, or I read a tweet about it or something. I don't know. Um, anyway, the trailer is really good. That 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 looks funny. I Michael Fassbender as Thomas Rongan is a great casting choice. I think that's fantastic. I love that. Um, anyway, it's got Will Arnett in it as well. Yeah, Big fan. Um, Saturday hit the game. Uh, hilarious stuff taking place before the game. So it was Dia de los Niños, uh, the Dave party the, before the game. Dave the kids. Dave the kids. Yeah. So there's a lot of I took a lot of cute photos of like you know kids in the march of the match, um, of which I should post on our website before this. Anyway, I should do. Yeah, that. I need absolutely. to do that. Actually, I have a bunch of photos from uh, supporter stuff over the last few weeks. But um, anyway, uh, there was like knockoff Disney characters uh, <laughs> hosting a pinata bashing thing, and also like there was nice. like a like a vague Disney elf or not elf, uh, Disney princess that Colin was it Colin uh, Colin or Dustin was calling it elfsa because it's just like <laughs> it was like a vague character that was like a anyway then there was like a very uh aggressive in a supposed to be fun way spider-man running around being a nuisance so um i mean spider-man is famously just a nuisance yeah so. and there was a mechanical <laughs> a bowl. To there was uh Ka- the kaya koro set up it was great it was a whole thing i played there too that day that was great um yeah, but then these last two days, it's Wednesday. These last two days have been very good. Monday, went to Trivia again at Ice House, and we won. Oh, congratulations. And I have yet to be part of a team that's won um, at at that at this specific trivia night. And um, it was a – I can only really, like, judge my own performance. Like, I, I think about the questions that I knew very well and I was confident on. and like what. So we ended up winning by two points, and there were two – specific questions um I, I had to name the countries like one of them was like naming the countries that border turkey to the east and Ooh. i remembered yeah do you guys know what they are they um, end two of them end. which ones are the ones that end in ia was the question it's, armenia oh, i would imagine yep, there you one, go right? there's one of them armenia? georgia yes nice oh, oh i georgia and armenia Yep, that that makes sense. I've got a yeah. So I I got the Armenia one correct because I was thinking about this guy I know. His name is Joe. He lives in Armenia now. Um, and again, I looked up all this stuff about um the town that he lives in, like that main Armenian town city. That's like one of the oldest cities on earth. Um, but I should definitely know this. Um, there's that really insane uh mountain, like like couple mountains. It's called like. Uh, 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 what's it called? Okay, so this the town or the city is Yerevan, Yerevan, Y E R E V A N, and mm-hmm. Mount Ararat, 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 
Ararat? I, I don't think know. it's A-R-A-R-A-T. Anyway, this gigantic mountain that's just like that borders that is essentially in Turkey, but it's mm-hmm. like known as an Armenian mountain because it's like view it's it's really close to that uh big Armenian city. Anyway, that's where he lives, and that's why I remembered that is because I was thinking about that mountain that's in Turkey. Um, and then one of the other questions I got ready <laughs> was the uh in this really difficult round, it was what movie did Jennifer Lopez win a Razzie for? Oh, oh, uh, Geely, Geely, uh, yeah, yeah. Geely? yeah. <laughs> and when I did that movie podcast with my friends yeah. Graciela and Connor, we did an episode of, about Geely, and it was so fun. So I remember those two, uh, and I was very sure on those ones, and we got them right. So and we and we won. Nice work. So I'm oh. carry the team on my back. I'm, just, I'm I really gonna put do. this in my calendar to go to Ice House Trivia on Mondays, um, Monday night. Yeah, you can come with us. Um, and let's see. Oh, and then yesterday, this is my last update. Um, yesterday, my brother and I went to a show at Urban Lounge. Mm. And the bands were um, The World is a Beautiful Place and I'm No Longer Afraid to Die was the headliner. They were playing. Uh, it's the 10 year anniversary of uh, Whenever, If Ever, a record of theirs. That's very good. Um, they played that in full and played some other stuff too, including a, uh, sunny day real estate cover, which was great. Fun. Um, and then, uh, second band was called world's greatest dad. I hadn't heard of them until this week and they were very good. I enjoyed them. And then the opening band was a band called dream. Well, which was, um, very intense, little chaotic band. The, uh, ended with the vocalist hitting himself in the head with the mic a few times and he was bleeding. So love it it was like that awesome. kind of vibe <laughs> with mm-hmm. that band specifically it was it was pretty good uh, and i was like he doesn't do that every night on this tour because uh it's the second to last night for that band specifically being on the tour and i was like maybe it's just like a second to last night thing because he definitely didn't have like many cuts on his head from doing this but anyway great show um yeah i last time i saw world is a beautiful place was like it was literally 10 years ago, I think, when they released this re- record and they played at the Shred Shed. So it's been been quite some time. Um, but yeah, other than that, just been hanging out, listening to Truman On and Otherworld and uh, working and seeing my cardiologist and seeing my therapist. And <laughs> that's it. That all sounds great. Oh, and uh, in full transparency, I... Um, I'm opening a second beverage, and so no one's confused that I'm thinking I'm still drinking Fresco. This is a Good and Gather brand ginger peach sparkling water from Target. So, how is it now that you've taken a sip? I've had these. Uh, you savvies all the time, actually. All right, um, but yeah, ginger peach, good combo for a sparkling water. Turns out, I did buy a bunch of uh, poppies recently, or <clears throat> poppies oh. and olipops, and yeah, uh, you yeah. like them. I, I think I, I've been I, converted. I was a little skeptical at first because I don't love apple cider vinegar. Yeah, and they have but it if, in them, right? Yeah, for the prebiotic qualities, mm-hmm. which have been seeming to have a positive effect on my life. <laughs> That's good. Same. Um, but at, at the same time, like if I don't think about the apple cider vinegar, I can't taste it. Yeah, but if you think about it, you can, huh? I, I, yeah, so I just have to 
do they have like the holographic yeah. outside? Because I noticed they started changing all their labels oh. to be like the uh, cherry lime aid N- one. I don't think they do. I went to Harmon's today and all of the uh, poppies had the same like holographic ish oh. label. And I was, I was interesting. Anyway, so maybe that's like they're slowly moving those in. But anyway, um, I did have a really good kombucha that day. We went to Lana. Uh, that was a delicious, delicious meal. And that chocolate that Ginny recommended. Yeah, what did you get? Delicious. It was that. Um, it's that 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 blue label from what's it? What's the uh, solstice? Yeah, it's a solstice one. But what's the yeah? Blue label that's one? their Bolivia, and it is mm, excellent. Yeah. Anyway, it was great. Yeah, it says Tranquilidad on the front. Yes, yes. Uh, they're yes. wild I was harvest of, beans. I think of Tranquilidad. Yeah, it's so it's good. So good. <laughs> it's one like, of the uh, one of the oldest varietals. Yeah. Of cacao. Whew. Yeah. It was so funny because Ginny was like, when I, well, she she was like, oh, that's like one of my favorites of all time. I was like, really? Yeah, I mean, I'll get this one. I take it up to the guy and buy it. And he's like, wow, this is one of my favorites of all time. And I was like, that's what she said. <laughs> and then I looked over and then they like made eye contact. And he's like, oh, hey, Ginny. And I was like, of course, <laughs> of course, they know each other. <laughs> yeah, that was probably Luke. It was probably Luke. Fellow member of the Utah Chocolate Society. Yeah. Anyway, which has uh, has started back up again. So nice. Well, uh, maybe that. we can do that as a podcast. I would love that. We won't record there, but mm-hmm. I think that'd be a good time. Let's do it. I'm for it. Should we talk news? Oh, uh, we should. <laughs> this is this is not a. I mean, we're going to start with a couple bad items. Yeah, uh, I need to pull up the doc. So I grab my phone. Charger, about. That's a good idea, right? Yeah, let's let's stall until Kyle gets back. I mean, we don't have to stall that much, but we don't have to. What, hold he, he on, was pretty fast. Oh, that was. There's only three news items. There are probably more I haven't put on here that we'll remember later. Okay. If you if That's you true. think of any, let's add them. But we'll we'll take a I, five minute recess to add new items. I had uh, other we're things. Record the whole time, so just skip skip five ish minutes ahead. No, don't <laughs> do that. We're not doing that. I had things to add did. to the thing. We'll never hear this. And then. I think it's just going to be encompassed in the RSLV Seattle thing. Well, the first okay. the first thing is that David Ochoa was cut by Atletico San Luis, which is uh, a bummer. Was <laughs> this okay, everyone so involved? Explain this to me because I've heard two different versions, and I don't know if this is like a what are the things you lost heard? and translated thing or just like people don't know what they're talking about. Darn what I heard was that he was cut from the first team, but then I also heard that he was just sent to train with the U twenties. Oh. And then somebody said, like, no, he was released from the first team and also was playing with the U-20s. Like the like, Atletico like San Luis U-20s or what? Yeah, like he's like he's just playing with their youth squad. So, like, there's like he's still, like, under contract, but he's not considered a member of the first team. He's considered a member of the U-team, U-20 team. Yeah, so Tom, Tom said David Ochoa has been released from the first team at San Luis due to indiscipline. He is now training with the U-20 side, according to this report. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's it seems like he's still with the club, just no longer considered a first team player. Yeah. yeah. Now SBI reported on it, but did not include that particular detail. Uh, yeah. What so this Tom is quoting it from the TUDN the TUDN article. Uh, so uh, SBI okay. said gave the statement basically as our club, our main ex- objective is to transcend by respecting and putting institutional values first by promoting respect, professionalism ethics and commitment of all our collaborators as well as having a positive impact inside and outside the community a statement said 
Okay. Um, well, so things are going great for David Ochoa. Yeah. We should probably figure out uh, how to stop wasting his talent. I mean, yeah. this isn't the first time we've said that about an Academy product. Yeah. I'm, I don't know that I specifically blame the Academy for that because it seems like we get a lot of, and I don't even know if this is an RSL like specific thing. Um, we have had a couple players that have come through the Academy, signed a contract and then just not worked out for a couple of reasons. And <clears throat> some of them just, most of them are related to either discipline or just like laziness or um, not realizing potential basically through various means. Yeah. And it, it's easy to get swept up in the discourse. Right. And, and yeah, certainly I think Real Salt Lake bears some responsibility in the career trajectory of David Ochoa first by labeling him the villain and celebrating him as the villain uh, and then shutting him out of the first team in <laughs> 2022. Was that last yeah. year? Well, oh, that was, was when he was released year. or traded was middle of last year. And, and was, maybe sure there were better solutions, there. but I think a slow solution was not advantageous for either party and yeah, shutting no. him out was not advantageous for either party. Yeah. And that they let that go on so long does not speak well, but at the same time, like he's got to own it himself as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's, he's, he's an adult at this yeah. point. So like it's kind of a bummer, but yeah, I, I think, I know I started this off by saying that RSL is a history, but like, I think like blaming RSL or like looking like analyzing RSL for this kind of thing is a little weird. Some guys just don't pan out. Yeah. And it's, it's hard because he started to pan out. Right. And that's where it gets dicey. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's, that's what's frustrating is that like, like Matt said, uh, like calling him the villain, leaning into that and then being like, Oh no, what if like we kind of created, and egomaniac a little bit here and then uh iced him out and then it just got really weird for as long as it did um yeah you can't blame them like i I wouldn't blame them for how he's personally handling himself now but just everything that led to him getting to dc and then san uh san luis has just been weird um So last week, it was right before. So, yeah, I think the trade had been announced either the day before or the day of. But anyway, uh, Justin Miram, it, it was funny because I was like, oh, man, yeah. we're recording after news is breaking that Justin Miram was being traded for Shin Yashiki at, at Charlotte. So then we recorded. <laughs> and then the next day or like uh, Thursday, Tom Bogert reported that it was no longer a trade for Shin Yashiki, but a trade for allocation money from uh from Charlotte and which uh, I feel like we all kind of agree made the trade seem worse at the time. Yeah. I don't think it seems worse anymore. Well, (laughs) what, what I still, (laughs) right. doesn't make it seem great. In in my mind, I was was just excited about somebody who had scored some goals in, in MLS that could replace, you know, Justin Miram who asked for a trade out of Salt Lake. So yeah, we're working with like Justin Miram asking for a trade out. Um, who are we going to get to replace him for this, like with this trade? If it's somebody that scored a good amount of goals and was rookie of the year recently, um, that seemed like a really good trade. Yeah, um, absolutely. That changing to just allocation money, I felt was a bit of a bummer because <laughs> Justin Miram, for uh, some of his faults, I like did provide something off the bench uh, that I think is 
Like I, I agree, but I think <laughs> the amount of allocation we got was pretty good for Isn't a it? player on a contract year, right? Who yeah. is old and yeah, I don't I, I guess, know that I agree. But well, isn't it split over like four years? Or three no, years? It's, split over, it's split over two years oh, and years. performance bonuses. He must okay. expire at the end of next year then. So it's up to so, 450 in allocation money. Is yeah, that I thought it was up to 350. Do I have the numbers wrong? It was, it was 450, I believe. So okay. I, it was, well, it was 200 and then an additional for the bonus, right? I thought it was 100 for this year, 100 for next year, and then the rest was all additional. Let me see right? I, yeah, pull that up. Anyway, yeah. all of this to anyway, say. Was some money this year, some money next year, and then maybe even more money next year based on performance. Oh, yeah. it, it was 400,000. So 100 guaranteed this year, uh, and then another 100 next year. Oh, sorry. No, 350. You were right in the first place, Trevor. But at 150, it, that is... Achievable it's, things or whatever. Yeah, it's two hundred and then achievable. So hopefully, just a mere achievables some things. I still think that's pretty good for a player that uh, I think is on an inflated salary. Yeah, I, I guess player. I'm Old not gonna. Player. I don't. I'm, I'm not gonna think it's good until until we invest it, right? Until we've yeah, done something with that money is kind of my whole thing, and uh, I, that's what I'm just is TBD. So. Yeah. What I think is good, though, is that uh, yesterday, Tuesday, uh, uh, Carol Walton at the Charlotte Ledger um, put out a Substack stack article saying breaking Charlotte FC player linked to sex assault report. Andre Shinyashiki hasn't played since early April and has been held out because of a private matter. The team has said. Um, And essentially, there's this report that is that. Charlotte forward Charlotte FC forward Andre Shinishiki has been linked to a Charlotte Mecklenburg police report in which a 23 year old woman says she was sexually assaulted. Uh, for more than two weeks, Shinishiki has not played or practiced with for Charlotte Charlotte's major league soccer team, and the team's coach has said his absence is because because of a private matter. On Tuesday, the Charlotte Ledger provided CMPD with Shinishiki's name and date of birth and asked for any incident reports involving him. CMPD's report office gave us a two-page incident report that contains a few details and does not list Shinishiki by name. The report indicates that there were four individuals present in addition to the victim. Police reports that typically have a public portion with basic information as well as a more detailed portion that police do not publicly release. Shinishiki has not been charged with a crime. Um, and... Also, his agent says Charlotte, Charlotte police and MLS have filed an invest or have investigated the incident. No charges have been filed and Andre is permitted to resume playing in MLS, which he hasn't resumed playing in MLS, <clears throat> which kind of indicates that there's something uh, that the team knows just because he's permitted to play in MLS doesn't is pretty clear that it's the not team like is cleared of not. wrongdoing. Yeah. Um, yeah, although yeah. it's not clear when he was cleared, right? Yeah, he so well, yeah, this is the other thing. Like we're not getting anything really of substance from the team <clears throat> or from MLS on this. Nobody and that has confirmed so anything from the team or from MLS as far as I understand. Like yeah. yeah. They've asked the team and the team has just simply no commented everything. Yeah. And so yeah. has the league. Yeah, he put out a statement saying <clears throat> Uh, I fully cooperated with Charlotte, Charlotte Police and MLS in their separate investigations related to the incident, and no charges have been filed against me. I've been cleared by MLS to play. I'll have no further comment. What? A lot of weird stuff in this, like the reports, like what's been released from police reports, like who's saying what. Andre's comment is interesting. Um, 
it's it's I, allows for a lot of reading between the lines which isn't really a good thing no that's a, a bad <laughs> thing with things like this right any kind of police matter like <clears throat> not coming out and being able to like unequivocally say like anything equivocal yeah. is yeah <laughs> it's dicey so it's there was also another um player not shinyashiki but another charlotte player that reportedly is linked with the same report right yeah, yeah. so Santos. yeah yes and so when we first heard there was a there, uh some like there was an issue with shinyashiki like when those 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 first few hours after the report broke that he was no longer part of the trade that the deal fell apart according to tom bogart there was a like someone posted that they heard there was an incident involving a teammate. And so this is obviously what the incident was, but it's unclear about the involvement of Shinishiki and the teammate and like what actually happened, like whether they were the perpetrator or like if they were just present for whatever I, yeah, like don't know, but not good. Yeah. Anyway, from what it does seem like <laughs> is that Charlotte, May have been trying to keep this a little bit on the DL. I heard from someone else I know that he was offered or they, they were trying to get him to the Red Bulls before uh, RSL. Um, that's yeah. And like once he was linked to RSL, obviously I didn't we didn't <laughs> know any of this. Yeah. And then when it fell apart, that's when all this stuff started coming out. So it's almost like the club agreed to this and then found out about like what was going on, which um, was enough to make it fall apart. And then, you know, had already agreed to a trade. So I, I, I don't know if it was because it was agreed to before the, it was definitely agreed to before the transfer deadline ended, um, according to Tom Boger, but they were just like yeah. working on details. And so something makes me think that because the trade was agreed to initially and like maybe the turn, like Charlotte wasn't making this entirely clear or clear at all that they, they had to still provide something back. And I, I don't know if the league just, I wonder, like, I mean, if he's under investigation by the league, like at some point the league's got to be like, well, hold on. You can't just send this guy out. Isn't that a little, that's, that's a little weird to me too, especially because the uh, incident took place on March 8th um, or it was reported to police on March 8th. So they've been for a while. So like two months ago, it's, it's weird to me that uh, it's weird to me that he was like, I want to know when. Maybe I'll do some digging and see what happened there. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I, it is very strange that like it was like agreed to for something that had happened a month and a half before, but then, like, it, some yeah. Anyway, but yeah. by all accounts, probably a good thing that he didn't get traded to Real Salt Lake. I think. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I, I don't know. Whatever this situation is, I'm glad it's not our problem again. It has been so many times. Yeah, that's not that is too it's not true. A, it's not for us to deal with. Um, anyway, yeah, so we just got money. Hopefully, the team does something with the money. Yeah, we'll yep. see. Most of it's next year. Don't get your hopes up. I mean, there's a lot of talk um, on Twitter anyway about like this suddenly like being a sign for a big summer signing, and th- there's a hundred thousand in general allocation money that we got for this yeah, summer. This I, isn't, I don't hold your hopes up that like, this means we're getting a DP. Like I think the, that's not what that means. The thing this does do is it opens up a senior roster spot, which yeah. who knows how, exactly how they're allocated this year. I miss that RSA or not RSA MLS used to tell everyone who was on the senior roster, who wasn't. Yeah, that was nice. I don't think they do now. 
I don't think MLS does, but I've been told that the team is supposed to keep that on the team website now. And I haven't checked to follow up on, see if that's real, but let's see if that's accurate. Cause that's all MLS data. Like they, right. They but a, it's, a, it's supposed to be like displayed on the team website rather than like a central oh, site. Yeah. On I mean, the, it is two, three. I know when I was told that I looked and I was like, well, here's three or four obvious errors. And they were like, we're working on it. So yeah. Like the, uh, six play seven players in spots, 25 to 28. Yeah. Or the five players in spots, 21 to 24. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, little things. Seven, eight, yeah. Nine, Matt's now doing roster math in his head. Anyway, I think that oh, it definitely clears. You don't have a, a, a spot listed with Elijah Powell and Burton Jockison. Can I ask you guys a question real quick since yeah. we brought up Burton Jockison? So they released Ablo con Pablo and I'm sure we'll talk about that more, but in that he very clearly said Bertine like four times. Yeah. All right, I'm going to watch a video from pronouncenames.com. And I'll I just, I want somebody to tell me how to pronounce his the name. The pronunciation heard, guide is clearly not accurate on at least a few players. I've heard yeah. we've got one version from there the pronunciation you. guide. I was told specifically by people in the communications department that it was a different thing. And now we've got Pablo pronouncing it completely differently from both of those. I just want to know how to pronounce his name. So he's from France, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So they pronounce it Berton. Yeah. So it is Berton. And maybe he, uh, I know with a lot of people in the United States, they, and England for that matter, uh, will just pronounce their name in a way that's slightly easier. Easier for the native tongue. People who are a little lazy, because Berton yeah. is not a hard name to say. No, but it's definitely not it, like an English name. So yeah. Burton, Burton's an English name, which is what I was told originally. Is they were just like, he goes by Burton. I was like, okay, I'm going to call him Burton. <sighs> but why does this keep happening with this team? Are you is, is this all MLS cool? teams? Is MLS just that? Low I don't think it is. Did we have any other team that pronounced a guy's last name as Velasquez for three years? Because apparently <laughs> that's exactly what the player told us. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, no, whoops. It's Velasquez. Just like we all thought it was. Yeah. Because that's how that name's pronounced. And that's how that name's always been pronounced. Yeah, that was that was a funny thing. That was really weird. In the annals of RSL history. Not, I'm not calling anybody a liar, but that is weird that this just keeps happening with this team. I'm, which can't pronounce some names right. And and certainly Bertine is not it. Like just 100%. Not, not an accepted yeah, like pronunciation of that name. That's what his coach is calling him. Like how do you? Well, I think his coach might be a little bit dumb. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> but what I am saying is that like at some point you go to your boss and you're like, hey, man. Can you pronounce my name right? It's actually like you have those meetings and those talks with your boss. And you, I can't I imagine that coaches and players don't deal with that. That's a very optimistic view you have there. Well, you think people with weird names don't tell people. I shouldn't say weird names. That's really mean. Or you, think people, <laughs> you think people with names that are difficult for some people to pronounce don't have conversations with people explaining how to pronounce their names? With their I, I, boss or with coworkers? Yes. That doesn't happen. Um, so I work with a lot of Ukrainians and they will just tell you the, so 
they will accept any pronunciation of their name that you give them. That's my experience as well with uh, people I've worked with that lived in other countries. And and okay. then like you try to talk to them and you you say, all right, how do you actually pronounce your name? And they'll give you a, like a the, the actual pronunciation, and it is different than the the easy I, one. Yeah, I think sure. I think, I, the, I think name correcting name pronunciations oft more often comes from people who are asking directly. Listen, how do I how should I pronounce your name? And yeah. I'm gonna. This is I like this. Is, I don't. Okay, all all of my feelings about Pablo aside, Pablo does not seem like the type of guy who would ask would like, somebody how to hey, pronounce how pronounce? their name. Yeah, that's and true. I don't. I'm not making saying that as a character judgment. I'm just saying like he just doesn't seem like that type of person. Okay. Yeah. Well, next time I meet him, because I know will be the first I, time I meet him, I'm going to ask him how he would like us to pronounce his name because yeah, I don't trust what I've been given. Yeah, for good reason. <laughs> So, I mean, Bertine would be, would that be like a, if it were in Spanish or I don't know, where would that, man. that I be that long I sound or the, yeah, I think it would be a lot closer to Spanish. Would it need yeah. an accent over the I? Yeah. Well, yeah. Be, yeah. I mean, cause it's the second syllable in Spanish. So it'd be Bertine, but yeah, it's a really, I don't know. I know that Pablo like speak spanish and i like has argentine parents and like i get that but but this guy's from france he also speaks (laughs) but pablo speaks like pretty fluent english and he grew up in america and i I would say extremely pretty fluent english English. (laughs) some of the things may not make total sense but i don't think that's a language barrier spanish but he might (laughs) <laughs> my assumption would be and this might just be because i'm an idiot is that if he's trying to pronounce a name that he would go for the american one like the the white english pronunciation the anglo-saxon the anglo-saxon pronunciation instead of like trying to put a spanish spin on a french name I yeah know, i mean i've heard english I, commentators I, so i don't trust anybody with names I yeah uh, i was the commentator for the Seattle game called him Jacobson. So we're all over the place with uh, Bertone specifically. So that's what I'm saying. We just need to learn um, how to pronounce his name. Final news item. Uh, well, I guess second to last news item. The Monarchs played at home last Sunday against Portland Timbers 2, whose logo is just a Portland logo, uh, Portland Timbers logo or crest, I guess, with the number two in it. <laughs> Which, yeah. Makes me laugh every single time I see it because it's so <laughs> dumb. Um, I don't like. I don't even know if other teams do that. But anyway, uh, Portland scored a penalty in the 11th minute, and then it became halftime. And then later, and then uh, Monarchs just went on a complete tear. Diego Luna took this game over. He scored two goals, assisted another two. Elijah Paul uh, scored one of those. It was a header from uh, Diego Luna, free kick. And then Tyrone uh, Mondi scored in the 95th minute to make it 5-1. Um, yeah, it was it was just a complete dismantling in the, the second half. I uh, I just watched part of the second half and then caught the the highlights. But man, um, shout out Monarchs for just absolutely wrecking Portland. We love to see it and getting yeah. the goal differential, uh, chipping away at that what was previously. I think negative 10 or negative 11 negative a lot. Um, also, yeah. Houston dynamo also have just a two. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, 
Like why do like why? I kind of do LAFC. It's so dumb. I kind of hate how a lot of MLS teams approach their MLS Next Pro. Looks like honestly, like, I've even but also at most like of these very closely, but most of them just have you, a team there. Why would you put any effort into such a low effort league like MLS Next Pro? We actually have like the most like one of the most well-defined crests, I guess. To, oh, yeah. to, and it's like defiances is pretty good, actually. We've got a really great crest and really great jerseys and different jersey front sponsor. And it just seems like we put effort into our MLS Next Pro team or our USL championship, whatever version of whatever team they were in. Yeah. And nobody else did. Everybody else is like, oh, no, this would just be really easy. Just put a legacy. stupid two on it. I like I like Crown Legacy. Yeah, I, I'm. I actually haven't looked very much, very closely at any of these. They all almost just have two. <laughs> yeah. Just two or II somewhere or B, um, for Orlando City B. Yeah. B is worse than two. B I is think. so bad. OCB. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, shout out to the Monarchs, and then um, last thing for those who are in. Uh, who are looking to attend the first ever Croatian Heritage Night at Allianz Field in St. Paul on May 27th. You'll have the opportunity to have a meet and greet with uh, RSL's Demir Krylock. So um, that's kind of that's, funny. Uh, that's Memorial Day weekend. I was going to go to that game. I'm not going to that game anymore. But That's I was kind of, that's kind of a there. funny, uh, funny thing. Huh? It's kind of yeah. a little weird to have, I mean, Go for, go for heritage night i'm all for any version yeah. of heritage nights those rule yeah but i do think it's a little strange maybe, to have maybe not any version True. <laughs> thanks for checking me on that matt you're welcome <laughs> but it's it is kind of strange to have like a specific heritage and then celebrate that heritage with like a member of the traveling team <laughs> yeah, i don't think i've ever seen that before <laughs> no, i love weird. that i think, that's I think it's amazing. great i i, I don't i've Again, just never explored i just I don't think I've ever seen that. And that's like and a whole I bunch also, of Minnesota fans are going to show up in Minnesota United gear and go hang out with the RSL player. So is there you a know, big like, would love Croatian it. contingency in St. Paul? I know there's a big uh, German contingency. They just do not have a Minnesota. Croatian player on their team. No, I don't think that it, well, I think there's only like, I think Demir might be the only Croatian player in MLS. There's no way that's true. I think that's true. There is no um, all right. So the largest Croatian communities are in and around Chicago with 150,000. St. Louis with around 40,000. Detroit, 7,000. San Pedro, 35,000. San Jose, 5,000. So yeah, it is not, not one of the major locations for the Croatian, for Croatian diaspora. Expat. According to the Republic of Croatia Central State Office for Croats Abroad. There are one, two, three, four Croatians in MLS. Uh, Zuparic, Timbers, Biuk at LAFC, Kalina at Charlotte, and Krylock at RSL. There are two in MLS Next Pro, two in USL, and one in NPSL. Speaking of Krylock, how many different ways have we heard Krylock pronounced? Yeah, Crylock, Crylick, Crylick, weird Crylich, Crylich. There are three Croatians playing in Thailand. Mm. There are two playing in Sweden. There's a lot playing in Slovenia. This is a you uh, soccerway.com has like 
which is oh, pretty interesting. It's that's got nice. like all of uh, players abroad by country, which is interesting. Um, yeah. Anyway, a lot in Italy. Wow. Yeah, um, several. There's a lot of like Balkan state players that go play in Italy. Yeah, a lot of Slovakians, <laughs> Slovenians, Croatians. I wonder why. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, just wonder, wondering why. Just, just interesting. Yeah, we're just just, just asking questions. Just wondering <laughs> why. Um, so RSL played Seattle on Saturday. They uh, sure did. This was a home game for the Clarets and, shall we say, the Cobalt. And um, uh, there, there was enough rave green and uh, or it, eternal blue forever green. Is that what they call them? Rave, ABFG, rave green. Yeah. Eternal mm. blue forever green. There, there were there were quite a few of those jerseys spotted around. Mm. Yeah, I would say there are probably what one and a half thousand Seattle fans there. Uh, yeah, that is a very rough guess, and I'm awful at guessing. You really think I'll there were that many? I do. Oh, I, I think yeah. I, I think there tell. were a lot. Every section had, I mean, we had just were in our seats within view. We had three people right in front of us, two or three right behind us. There was one or two in the section over. I mean, within like 10 or 15 seats of us, there was probably five or six or seven people uh, okay. in Seattle stuff. And it just seemed like walking around the concourse, walking around the stadium, there was just a sizable contingent. Of yeah. Seattle friends. Yeah, it turns I, out people want to support good teams. I yeah. Yeah, which show up. Uh, I should good. also we should mention that Seattle uh first in the West, um at, I guess after this game. I can't remember where they they were. They were first in the West before that game too, I believe. But um currently third in the league with twenty points behind Cincinnati and New England with twenty one. Wow, that's a lot of points. Yeah. We are currently tenth in the West with 10, point, 10 points, negative seven goal differential. We've played one fewer game, though. So That's give something. us that. That really big game in hand against them. But um, yeah, so RSL is, of course, coming to this game, having beaten Las Vegas Lights, San Jose the week before, um, and Charlotte the week, two weeks before that at home, which is good. Um, but Seattle, of course, is a better, better team. However, Seattle, as you would, might be able to go see on the RSL TikTok page, uh, I was asked another question, a uh, trivia question this time. And as we know, I'm a trivia master, having gotten two questions correct on Monday. And it was, how many times has Seattle won in Salt Lake? And the answer is one. I got that correct, of course. 2012? 2011. Oh, I remember that game. Dustin got it correct, and he said they won last year, which is not true. Bobby Wood scored the winner on Seattle last year Hmm. um, in the first game of the season. Um, And yeah, so they cannot win in Salt Lake. They also cannot win in Portland, interestingly. Um, Luckily for them, they rarely have to win in Salt Lake or Portland in games that matter. So uh, they... This was a weird game. <laughs> I don't know. We can talk about some of the moments, uh, but RSL started again in a 4-4-2. We started Caldwell in this game. Uh, Jasper Leffelson picked up an injury last Thursday, or I believe. Um, and we started with Caldwell and Ruiz in the middle. Uh, Saverino Gomez left and right. Musovsky and Rubin up top, which is 
interesting that we started Danny, I guess Julio was hurt. Um, and you know we could have done, but what could we have done? Most things we could have, we could have started Diego Luna. We could have, no, because he, he had to play uh, for the Monarchs like two days later. So, in the yeah, next day. uh, and our back line, we started with Vera, uh, Vera on the left and Oviedo, interestingly, on the right. And Glad and Silva in the middle, of course. Brody still being injured. Yeah, Brody's still injured. Anelli, uh, Anelli came on as a, as a very, very late sub. Uh, so did Demir Krylock in the 81st minute, I believe. Um, yeah, 81st minute. And Ojeda got some time in this game. Uh, Berton Jacquesson got some time in this game. Uh, came in. The, they both came in in the 56th minute for Caldwell and um, Danny Musovsky. So uh, Berton, we saw him at striker, essentially. Uh, no Diego Luna this game. Um, I'm not sure why. I mean, we look at, we look at what Danny Musovsky and do and Ruby are being do together. I'm not sure why it still constitutes playing either of those guys over Diego Luna. Quite honestly, I, I honestly thought this was one of Rubin's better games. He had two chances in this game that, um, one header that glanced wide which I'm not, I guess I'm not surprised to see from him at this point, but he had a really nice shot from outside the box. I can't remember what minute it is. We can go through this. Um, he had his second shot on goal this season in this game. So yeah, that's it was the re- and it really forced good. a really good save out of Stefan Fry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that, that's a guy who's going to do that against you. And yeah. we had a guy that forced, you know, always made that save and that was Nick Romando. And now we yeah. don't. Yeah, that's true. So, um, well, point, I'm just gonna go through. Uh, I, being out of this game was kind of weird. <laughs> I, I will say that there were a lot more people this game than the previous home games. Yeah, um, which was great to see. But oh well, this was. Uh, I think it was actually a sellout, wasn't it? It was definitely uh, labeled. Uh, I mean, it was a sell. It was they definitely didn't tell a, us it was a sellout, but it was standing room only. Uh, yeah, I think it's 20,714, and I can't remember if RSL calls it a sellout at 20,000 or 21,000, but either way. I think it's 20. I, I, I can't. Remember. I think it's I'm 20. Gonna, I'm going to put this out there. I think we should do away with standing room seats and let the stadium breathe a little bit in those those upper areas where you're trying to walk. <sighs> One of the worst things Deloy Hansen did for this club. That is a joke, of course. <laughs> we'll allow them to sell 1,500 <laughs> extra tickets per game. Um, I, but I, I mean, I do seriously think those are not advantageous to the experience at the stadium. You no, don't think they're so. not. They're, I mean, I'm kind of with Matt here. I kind of like those seats. What the standing room only seats yeah. on the concourse? You know what yeah. you could do if you had those open is you could have people go there with food when they instead of going elsewhere because we've got that back area, right? What do you Which mean? Go there with, there's like, several back areas. Isn't that kind of what those things are for? I mean, I guess it's not exactly what they're for, but like they have like a little table, right? Yeah, um, but they're sold as seats, so they uh, it is your seat. Uh, I mean, I just they're not assigned, just, right? I don't actually just, know. No, they're not. Yeah. Like standing room only. I think you just go. Yeah, I don't know. I I, huh. I don't know. So, there's been times when I when I like standing there, but I kind of just. Roman yeah. Oh no. Anyway. I get like I get standing there. I think that's great. Just don't no, sell I, them. Let let anyone stand there. I thought that's kind of what it is, though. Is like you kind of 
that's my understanding no, like, is like standing alone, really... you don't have a seat to go to at all yeah. that's what that's my you just kind of find a spot to like to just that. chill yeah, yeah i i kind of with matt i don't know i've never done like a standing room only thing but i don't understand why that's a good experience for somebody i, I also know. think we should blow up the well okay i don't think we should blow anything up i think <laughs> the club should intentionally demolish the audi Exe- executive club yeah uh, which is an eyesore and makes the east side of the stadium just a chore to navigate I don't True. like everything. It's like just really created such a, yeah, that whole tunnel thing that they've essentially built over there really like closes in that part of the stadium. And I, I, I mean, it. it's, it's probably a legitimate hazard in a, like, a yeah, scenario. It, it's really narrow back there. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It was hate that. Anyway, um, we'll go through some of the stuff that happened in this game. We, we had this moment, <laughs> moment pretty early where, uh, Brian Vera has like beats his defender, which is Joao, Joao Paulo. And he gets into the 18 and he opts to take a right footed shot. <laughs> like there are two, <laughs> he's got Albert Rusnak and he's got this with Seattle center back and Stefan Fry, essentially, uh, all kind of blocking all of his angles for at goal. <laughs> And I don't know why he decides to take this shot instead of passing it to Savarino, who's like, why? <laughs> who's wide open? <laughs> like, there's a there's a good chance Albert deflects the pass to Savarino, but if he gets that ball to Savarino, Savarino's got like ten yards of space any direction, and he's right in very good scoring opportunity. And uh, Vera just pulls it way wide, just right at the net. So fourth minute, uh, you know. <laughs> Such an exciting buildup, too. I know. It was a really good moment. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Um, and then... Uh, this is before or after the Vera incident. What was, was the after, Vera? This is before, right? What's the Vera what, incident? What Vera incident? Uh, where he blasted the ball into the stands and hit oh. somebody with it. Oh, that was well, way before. before. Yeah, oh, that, okay. was that, that was later. That was in like a 60-something minute or something. Oh. In the second oh. half, I thought. All right. Yeah, so we get oh, we get things to start off pretty early with a ninth minute yellow. Well, actually, there was a yellow card uh, on Joao Paulo pretty early where he takes uh, Vera out while he's in the air. Yellow card to Joao Paulo, and then and the ninth minute, Savarino is driven the ball back towards goal and uh, loses the ball to Roldan, um, Alex Roldan, I believe, and then yeah. Savarino mm-hmm. slide tackles him, like from behind to try to win the ball back and doesn't get the ball, and then he gets a yellow card. I was mad at this when I saw it in person, but that's that's a pretty clear yellow card. Um, yeah. He was getting beat, and he decided to take World on down. Um, yeah, certainly not a dangerous tackle, thankfully. No, yeah. it was it was a tactical foul. That's that's sadly a yellow card. Um, yeah. so it, beginning of the 18th minute, Rubin has that header inside uh, beyond the penalty spot between that and the sixth. Glances it wide, but that was a, a pretty good chance. Um, this is so the 21st minute is where things start going. I think where some of my personal frustration with Seattle was they were just making me so mad this game. Um, but anyway, uh, Marcelo Silva gets nutmegged by, uh, is it Chu? I think it's Chu. Yeah, Leo anyway. Chu. Um, what minute he beat, is this? Uh, this is the 21st minute, 2048. Okay. So he beats Marcelo yep. Silva, nutmegs him. Um, and then Pablo Ruiz comes in and does a very Pablo, like Pablo Ruiz is bad at tackling sometimes. Yeah. And well, it's the just bite at everything thing. That yeah, he gets a yellow card. Do. He gets his second yellow card for doing this exact thing outside of the box later in the game at the end of the game. Um, but Leo Chio gets the ball off his foot and Paulo Ruiz comes in late. Uh, 
the ball falls to uh, Ebert and he takes a really like nicely driven shot, but it's right at McMath, saves it with one hand and it's out. But that stab from Pablo Ruiz was very fortunate to not be given as a penalty. It like um, in my, in I my don't opinion. think so. I think Chu tried to sell that and just failed that's at selling why I, it. That's why I think he didn't get it is because of how much he saw he sold yeah. it like he sells it way more than he needed to but no, anywhere I, else I, on the field that's a foul like i don't, I don't yeah. know what to, i don't know what to tell you trevor that, I, that's I, a foul. I don't know that i agree and i'll tell you what i saw was yeah. as soon as he went down the referee literally like looked at him and like shrugged his shoulders at him which I is know, an indication of like he did a finger wag yeah he like shrugged his shoulders and like finger wag. like he knows for sure he's not buying that I don't think he's calling that a foul anywhere on the field. Well, I think he knows that Leo doesn't dive like that anywhere else on the field. And I think if he doesn't dive like that, there might be, I I don't like, I don't think there's any contact. There is definitely contact on it. I don't know. I I do think there's contact as well. I don't think it's a, a dumb decision from Ruiz that, uh, but sure. I guess I'm not defending the decision from Ruiz. I don't mean to do that. I just don't think that's, the dive from Chu makes it look like really stupid and like it's not a penalty. Um, but yeah, and it, also it Chu, yeah, it's definitely a dive, but Pablo gets his foot. And like okay. whether you think there's enough contact there for it to be a penalty, I think he's fortunate. I don't think we should be doing stuff like that to put the referee in position in, in a sure. position where he can call that penalty. Well, yeah, or your that's teammates, fair. right? Like or your Pablo teammates, Ruiz yeah. basically by doing that just gets out of the way of the play to give Ebera like a really good shot. <laughs> I know it's so wild and then anyway but the really annoying thing is that after Chu realized he wasn't gonna get the ball he lays on the ground for like way too long um after diving and he's like wow I, I, like maybe if i lay here for a while they're gonna go to var but um anyway which of course they probably did review they i'm sure they the var took a took a look at it but oh yeah of course nothing doing um there's a moment in the uh, 29th minute where Joao Paulo plays a really nice ball in behind that's in between Aber and Jordan Morris. Aber ends up being the one to take a shot. He pulls it wide left at the far post. Um, but Jordan Morris and Aber uh, very kindly uh, talk to each other or give each other a little high five after there's a little bit of like, I should have had that one. But I don't know. Yeah. Just kind of nice stuff to see with when teammates have a disagreement, <laughs> which... Yeah, I thought you were supposed to yell at them and then get them traded to or, or not loaned, <laughs> loaned out. Um, or like throwing play, up your shoulder, throwing up your hands every single time you feel like you should have yeah. gotten the ball, or like I don't know. There's rolling your eyes. There's just um, like little things like that that I just sometimes get to me about like watching RSL players interact with with each other in the attacking third. But so if you go to twenty eight nineteen, um, Joe Apollo, I think is one of my favorite MLS midfielders uh, for yeah. well, reasons like really this. Good, like, so. He's so good. He, he's found a pocket where RSL is nobody. And it's a very predictable pocket, mind. Like, Saverino is too far up the field. Looks like that's Rubin coming back. It is Rubin, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because we expect... Uh, I, I don't know what we're doing here. Um, oh, but, but he just, no he one, just finds a pocket and they make a quote line breaking pass. It's not really, we just created a, well, I mean, is like with his like physicality and size, like he puts himself between Sovereigno Rubin and the ball. And like, they're, they're not able to make it like an actual challenge on him. So they're kind of just chasing shadows at this point. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's so direct when he dribbles at the goal <laughs> that like now he's essentially pulled. Uh, he's 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 forced Silva to come up and make a decision. And he's also got gotten Scott Caldwell out of position. And also Ryan Barrow's just jogging around. Um, he, he was rated really highly in this game. And I saw, you know, he was on the MLS team of the week bench or match day of the week bench they just look game. at they just look at the player rating number yeah and, and like he, he did a lot of things well this game but sometimes yeah. like defensively i'm just like watching him like jog around i'm like well and he's, it's not like he's a great attacking player like no. a great attacking left back can get away with that a little bit right? i'm starting uh, yeah yeah i'm like i don't know i'm looking i'm looking more at oviedo and being like i don't know <laughs> like I, I i like oviedo quite a bit and i'm I, I don't know. I've just got some questions about Vera's. That's uh, a pretty bold statement to make. But Oviedo's been. I think Oviedo's looking kind of nice at times, but um, he's also been playing on the right, which is kind of weird. But just haven't really been impressed with either of them, to be honest. Well, I, I yeah. mean, I kind of like Vera, but yeah, like you said, there's moments where it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Why like, do you think that you can was do that, that one against Dallas? Was it Dallas where they had that like, yeah, the um jesus Ferreira goal where they just completely burned us on the left side and he just yeah. like didn't he was like they were very clearly doing like a one two and he just did not just follow didn't his react to it. Like, yeah. yeah i don't know there's just i sometimes sense a little bit of indifference from him like why is he not trying at all to get back to like jordan morris and a bear getting in behind like that if a bear lets jordan morris take that shot like that's a goal Bear has the t- the more difficult angle. Jordan Morris's mm-hmm. body was already open to that shot, um, and Bear pulls it wide. But like, I just the ref ran way faster than Brian Vera did on that play. So it's true. Um, respect, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, first thing someone said nice about uh, Nima Sagafi this. Yeah, so. I know. Um, Gomez gets a nice shot off in the beginning of the 30th minute from distance, forces a, uh, a one-handed save out of Stefan Fry, a double save, because then he has to tip it over the, the bar. Yeah, um, I so real-time, I thought this was you know an incredible goal-bound shot, and it, it was on target. It was going in, I think. Um, but, but I think Fry makes it look a little harder than it was. He could have caught that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Oh. No, no, I no, no, no. So I, I remember it, it, it deflected. It takes oh, a deflection. Deflect? That's right. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. actually it, oh. it is. I, I remember because I was thinking the same thing, but I, I I rewatched this the other day. Yeah. So when Gomez hits the shot, it deflects off of the chest. So oh, it does. Fry is going to the right where the ball where Gomez initially okay. was shooting that ball to, and it goes back to the left a little bit. So that's why he kind of is like wrong footed yeah. and makes the one handed save. It's okay, it's okay. a and then he stays on that his is feet. a great save then. Yeah, it was it was really good from Fry with that deflection. I remember yeah. thinking the same thing. I was like, why did he not just catch that? But um, I remember the deflection. Yeah, that yeah. spot, that shot, Matt. You'll know this. This is I'm just talking to Matt right now, not the listeners. Whenever anybody shoots from like that angle, like our seats are like perfect for that. Oh, like yeah. we see like the curve and everything. Yeah, yeah. It was. It looked like a phenomenal save. Okay. From where I was sitting, because you could see yeah. clearly like it deflected and he had to yeah, adjust. Yeah, you guys are right on that angle. Yeah. Um, 35th minute or 36th minute, um, Oviedo, one of his not great moments, gets a yellow taking down, I think, Leo Chu again. Yep, it um, is Leo Chu and it's late. Very late. Yeah, this wasn't good from Oviedo. Um, yeah, I mean. So like, you say that's a second deserved yellow card for an yeah, player? Yeah, that's a second okay. deserved yellow. 
right. for those keeping track at home. <laughs> just, um, just keeping track. 45th minute. Uh, this is where Rubio Rabin gets a shot from the top of the 18, edging toward the right side. Is it raining outside? It is raining outside. Oh, that's lovely. Can you guys hear that? I might my window open. No. Very good. Um, you could anyway. change your uh, Yeti settings if you wanted, but. Yeah, that's all right. You sound great, so please don't. That's good. Yeah, so Rubio Rubin takes a, a, a really nice low driven shot. Yeah. Uh, with pace. Very this, uh, vintage Rusnak. Rusnak? Oh, there's another name we've never known. How to the wow, that was crazy we, up there. We called it Rusnak for a while, and then I think he went to Seattle and he was like, it's Rusnak. Oh, no. It's, what it's, was, it's, the, was it the other way around? We called it Rusnak, it's, and it's actually Rusnak. It's Rusnak. Rusnak, yeah. Okay. That's how he said it. Ross. Anyway, so uh, uh, it is a very Albert shot. Um, Yeah. It's a really good shot from Rubian. Definitely his like best shot I've seen from him all year. Yeah. Um, That was another one that from our seats, like I genuinely thought he beat Fry on that one. It was a really good far post shot. It was, and it's from a difficult angle for for Rubian as well. Um, This is like one of those moments where you just know that there's something more we could be getting out of him and we're just not getting it still. I mean, I, Honestly, we're asking him to do to do everything a 10 is expected to do. Kind of, yeah. And He's drop back in defensively into those like midfield, deep midfield yeah. positions, and then also get back up. And it I, I don't know why we expect to have success that way. Four four two. I think it's so dumb. Um but I don't know. I, I just There's, have to say, like yeah. overall, I thought this is a decent performance from RSL, but I uh hate the four four two and I think it's annoying that we Danny Musovsky was not particularly valuable in this game, I should say. Um, yeah, great shot from from Ruby Rubin. Great save from Stefan Fry. Uh, just barely pushes it wide. Even with his save, that almost hits the post. Um, came off like kind of weird, like deflected pass from Scott Caldwell and a nice little overlapping run from Gomez to get that space for Rubin. Um, and that was going back post. Like that was that was in. So second on target shot of the year for Ruby Rubin. Um almost almost scored. Uh so I, th- I think that, yeah, that brings us into half. And um I guess, yeah, we haven't made subs quite yet, but no, it's uh, coming up soon though. They, yeah, they do. Um so 49th minute, there's a bad giveaway from Pablo Ruiz, and that leads to an Albert Rusnak shot from the corner of the 18. He puts it over um, a decent effort from him, but we didn't, I don't know. I think Albert got a yellow uh, in this game, but I, I can't remember. I didn't. He did. I don't remember wasn't why. Too, he did wasn't super in the third minute of second half stoppage. Yeah. Um, wow. Justin Glad gives up a handball and uh, gets a yellow card for kicking the ball away, I believe. Um, I would imagine so. In, in that spot, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just he watching it. He like it's very clearly like after the whistle, and that's yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, you can't can't really. and um, I think MLS players often get away with it, but yeah, I don't, they, I don't oh, mind seeing it called. No, like especially like that's a good spot for Seattle. Like, and this is one of the like Justin Glad. Generally, when he gets yellows, like they're smart yellows to take. Like. I don't know that this is a smart yellow to take, but like that's a spot where if Seattle wanted to take it quick, they could have, yeah. and it could have been really damaging. Yeah. I still think it's a stupid, like in that know. moment, that's a stupid you yellow. You usually don't take. see them like, take it quickly from that close, no, but yeah, you're right. They're not going to, but like they could. And if that's Justin's justification for it, like 
Okay, but I don't think that was happening, and that's kind of a silly yellow. And the third deserved yellow to an RSL player. So, 58th minute, Paul Ruiz from distance barely pulls that one wide as well. A a good shot from him. A low-driven shot. I'd like to see those more than the ones he tries to hit the crossbar on because those usually go over. So, I like the shots he takes that are low low and driven like that. Yeah. Um. And then there's oh, hey to, sorry. before you before that, I don't know if this made the highlights package, but uh there was another incident. This one was, I think, Oviedo who yeah, it's Oviedo who looks like he may have thrown an elbow slightly into Leo Chu's face. Well, <laughs> uh, he, this, this is the right after that shot. The yeah. you have to watch the highlight or the replay of it. Because the the cameras didn't catch it initially, uh, and and certainly Leo Chu uh, oversells it, but Oviedo does go in with his elbow, and you know it's Leo uh, Chu. It, it's I think fortunate that he didn't see yellow there, a second yellow. Yeah, uh, risky move from our our boy Oviedo. Here, I'll, um, uh, I'll send a. And then in the sixty ninth minute, right. Brian Ojeda. Oh, okay. You can keep talking though. Yeah, keep keep the ball oh, rolling. Okay, <laughs> um, yeah, so 69th yes. minute, uh, Brian Ojeda takes down. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's a bear. I think it's a bear. I think it's a bear. He's late. A bear makes a meal of it, but and then Ojeda yells at the ref. So I don't know if the yellow card that he gets here is for the uh, tackle or for yelling at the ref immediately after the tackle. But um, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to read minds here, but that looks like a descent yellow. Usually the if it's like for the foul, it's yeah. he's just gonna pull the yellow a lot quicker. Yeah. He like he, calls the foul, Ojeda freaks out, he takes several steps while he's making his way over there, and then when he gets about a halfway or two thirds over, Ojeda's still yelling at him and he just pulls out the yellow and shows it to him. So I'm not sure what the match report said, but I could see that going either way. I That's don't kind love, of a, I mean yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right. The tackle or the, the challenge isn't ridiculous. Like Ebert takes, you know, uh, Ojeda's trying to get to where the ball is and Ebert kind of like kicks him right where Ojeda is like, I don't know. It, it it wasn't like a, I don't think that's a yellow card worthy tackle or challenge or anything. If it's a foul, it's a foul. So it does seem like uh, the descent after so the match report says foul, but it also said handball for Justin Glad. So I don't yeah, think you can no, cross that. I, I, no, I'm, this I'm not like sure. Because the official's walking over to it. Unless he gets notification from like an assistant referee that it should be a yellow. He's walking over to Ojeda without giving him a yellow. And then Ojeda yells. And then he like looks like he goes to the pocket. So yeah. Um. anyway, so that's looks another like- yellow, <laughs> yellow card for, for Ojeda. Um. Or that's the first yellow card for Ojeda, but another yellow card for, for RSL. Uh, Alex Roldan got a yellow in the 72nd minute for just like body diving in front of uh, Vera as a tactical foul, which was pretty funny. Um, and then uh, 83rd minute, we get another chance. Ooh, sorry, it's, can we go back to the Ojeda thing? Yeah. Yeah. I think it, like, I kind of read it as a foul, actually. As so a yellow. I could, I could, like I said, I could see it either way. I think that foul doesn't look that bad but that's the kind of foul that like he knows what he's doing like it's it's not absolutely it's not like a reckless or careless or like excessive force type foul it's just the kind of foul that like 
you know what you're doing and you know that you're going to be late and you still follow through with your tackle and you know that and, yeah you, you're I not mean, trying to hurt the guy but you know that you're trying to foul him i mean on we we see injuries from fouls like that not not unoften there's a better phrase but uh, there is a better phrase but not irregularly how's that I, yeah. I think like that is I think a potentially dangerous foul. Nah, in my it's, mind. it's very it's very much like it's not Do exactly like because Eric Holt their path, much better at like it. mid kick, right? Yeah, it, it's definitely an Eric Holt type tackle yeah. where you're just trying to take the you're just trying to hit the guy or disrupt the guy and Eric Yeah, Holt's, and, and he an kicked, Eric Holt style you'd tackle. Stand basically right where their knee is in the air mid kick and yeah. I mean if that wraps around in the wrong way. Yeah, I guess yeah, like I, said, I think that's yeah. like a borderline kind of thing. I don't think that's always a yellow, but like if a ref gives that for a yellow, like I'm not arguing yeah. it too much. Well, and and when and, you then I, yell and, and yeah. flail afterward, be demonstrative about it. Like it makes yeah. the giving him a yellow for the foul or for the descent an easier decision. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Jogson gets a shot at the top of the 18 in the 84th, beginning of the 84th minute. Uh, I like his haircut. I like the goatee he's got going on. I think that's good stuff. Um, the shot wasn't amazing, but he nearly puts it on frame. Um, and then comes the red card uh, for Pablo Ruiz in the 92nd minute, end of the 92nd minute. Uh, there's a break that Seattle is on. Uh, Joao Paulo, where is, or is that Ladero? Who's their number 10? I don't know. Ladero. Uh, yeah, it's Ladero. So Ladero's getting the ball. Um, he gets the ball off on a one-touch pass getting playing their winger in behind and Pablo Ruiz catches him um, late. Another like Pablo Ruiz was never going to get to that ball. Um, And then uh, yeah, referee, the referee plays advantage on the pass, um, but pulls the playback for a second yellow for Pablo Ruiz um, following uh, his challenge earlier. Um, Yeah. uh, So that's a, that's a red card for Pablo Ruiz. And then the game's over. I, I hate it because it's. I think it's entirely justified that double yellow. Oh, and yeah, Albert Rusnak got a yellow in the ninety fourth minute. Sorry, that's oh, the that's last beautiful. thing that happens. So. Um, Pablo Ruiz is just we we put him in these positions and we ask him to play the role of a six, right? And more and more, we're shown very vividly that he's he's not capable of playing the role of a six. And we put him in those positions over and over. And I mean, that's how many yellow cards does he have this season? Uh, that one, I think makes four. He had two, I think before that. Okay. I mean, that's not, not quite, I mean, four from no, like, nine the games team, is not good, but the team, honestly, cause we were looking at the stats before we, Ruiz got a yellow card, the last home game. And I was talking to Josh and Josh was like, we need to pull him off. He's going to get a second one. And <laughs> I pulled up the stats and it's like, we don't get yellow cards as a team. Yeah, this was I think a pretty, we I think we got more yellow cards in this game. This is not true, but it's close. We got more yellow cards in this game than we almost have the entire season up to this point. We got we're seven, averaging right? like one point something yellow cards per game before this. Hold on. I'm, this I'm game, actually curious now. We got one, two, three, four, five. Hang on, I've got oh, six scored, yellow cards in this game. Oh, that was yeah, seven of our five. how many? Six? Seven? Six total, six? but one of them was his second. So six of our 20 cards uh, came in this game. Yeah. So <laughs> almost a third. It's a lot of yellow cards for one game, but yeah. like, just 
people i just don't want people to think that like this team is a yellow card team because we're really not this year really not um and also okay so my whole thing like people were obviously really upset about this game i and i i I was upset after this game so my i know trevor i know you have a lot of things you want to say so i'll let Mm -hmm. you i'll turn the time over to you in a sec but all my whole thing here actually before trevor (laughs) my whole thing was like i was annoyed with I was annoyed with Seattle and how they played, how they approached this game. They were drawing, they were drawing, uh, you know, wasting time out to a really obnoxious degree. And I thought that was pathetic from the team that's leading the league. That was like essentially one of the best teams in the league, top three, best in the West. I thought they played like cowards. (laughs) So I, I was annoyed by that. And then during the Kellen Rowe thing, oh yeah, we should mention that. So Kellen Rowe gets hurt at the end of the game. He's he's on the ground. Uh, he rolls off the field. Brian Schmetzer tells him to go back on the field to ki- to make sure that they stop or kill kill more time. Which yeah, fair which enough. Every team does, right? Yeah, and so everyone boos them for that uh, because they should be booed for that. And then after, turns out he's actually hurt. Uh, Stephen Fry calls RSL fans classless. Um, you get booed if you're wasting time. Like that's just what's going to happen. And also it's just booing and I don't care. And you're getting heckled. I don't care. And I, this is coming from someone who loves Kellen Rowe famously on this podcast. I booed Kellen Rowe because I wanted him to get off the field. And I booed Brian Smetzer because I don't like that kind of time wasting because I'm a team that wanted to win that game. Unlike the Seattle Sounders, the cowardly, pathetic (laughs) Seattle Sounders. Um, And what was also annoying is that that, Happened while he was on the ground. They announced uh, stoppage time <laughs> of three minutes while he was on the ground Rowe, for like five minutes. Yeah, it felt well, like yeah. While Kellen uh, Rowe was on the ground, they announced three minutes of stoppage time, and then he called stoppage time right at three minutes. And I'm yeah. just oh, that's no, just he, it, it went longer than three minutes. Okay, like five, four, uh, it, whatever. It went it to well, maybe not too much. It, it went to four minutes. Okay, so, it, I mean, not. He blew the whistle at ninety four fifty six. Okay, oh. did they announce four minutes of stoppage? They announced three, three minutes. minutes of stoppage time, but that was after he'd been down for <laughs> about a minute, and yeah. he was down for legitimately the first two or three minutes of stoppage time. Yeah, so like, it, was, it was like ridiculous. Stoppage time was not handled properly. Oh, That's hold on. not I, the point of anything. I'm running the think. numbers, actually. <laughs> so so he kicks off again in 91.08, and plays stops at... Let's see. Yeah, but when did he Gomez, go down? Oh, Gomez fat art. Um, yeah, I mean, let's see. He went down after Gomez kind of got in front of him. 88.06. So that is three minutes. Uh, so that they added two minutes on after that. So, I mean, there was a little bit of a imbalance. Yeah, and I think also RSL is fortunate. To, <laughs> like, what's like that? There, was, there were more things that happened in stoppage that I was like, okay, like this didn't feel like an appropriate amount of time. Yeah, then, no, it, yeah. it really felt like they were trying to end the they game. Just like, let's get out of here because everyone's just getting injured or whatever. And my whole thing is <laughs> fans, fans are allowed to boo whoever they want. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, so, like sometimes I think booing is, is dumb if it's not for a good reason, but if it's for something like a, a sporting reason, especially... <laughs> or somebody being a bad person like you get booed uh sorry like that's just what's gonna happen and what they were doing was a sporting thing the dark arts whatever as dunny would call them you get booed for that but you're just they're allowed to do it so you get booed for it like that's just what it there's no big deal there's no classless there's no discussion of class here you just get booed sorry (laughs) 
Trevor, I kind of, I kind of love it. Honestly, I've got opinions. I do too. <laughs> um, before those opinions, sorry. Uh, yeah. The thing I'm mad about is not any of the fouls. It's that at 94:30, RSL gets a free kick deep in, you know, inside Seattle's half, kind of at, at the edge of the middle third, and um, it's the worst free kick, just the worst possible free kick, with with a potential chance to win the game and they take a wasteful free kick and i'm just mad was that the free that. kick that albert earned him got his yellow card is that the one you're talking about yeah that yeah one. okay and it just it goes straight to stefan fry it bounces into his arms there's nothing good about it yeah it wasn't good yeah and i'm i'm we, i mean it's fun to be mad at seattle uh but i'm i, th- I think we should be mad at rsl too yeah, I, I anytime we don't win, I'm at home. I'm 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 angry, but I just was yeah. so mad at Seattle for playing like cowards <laughs> because they <laughs> to have that roster and though that many good players and like I know our limitations, but to look at Seattle's roster and see what they're capable of and to see them like re, like you know uh, milk it a little bit, yeah, doing that with that roster, I'm just like you ungrateful fools. Like to have <laughs> that that type of to where Albert Rusnak is just playing like an an eight for you. We had to rely on that man as like our number one goal scoring and a sister for years. And they're just like, we're just going to put him at eight because we have four better players that are uh, in the attacking third. Like, that's just ridiculous. And so with all of that on their side, I hated to see them play like that. But anyway, Trevor, please. Booing is fine. Booing is awesome. I love booing. As Matt can attest, like, <laughs> I love how Kyle's oh, yeah. Kyle has just sat back in his seat and is just yeah, waiting. I'm just for ready for you to cook. Let's go. <laughs> no, like I boo the kids playing soccer at halftime. Like I'm, <laughs> I had you booed the, the band, yeah. you know, the, yeah. the school the of rock band. Anytime I booed the school of rock band in the parking lot. Anytime they bring like kids out at halftime, I boo them because like for any, for any reason. Booing is fun. well, not just like simply because they're playing soccer, but like if they miss a shot, I'll boo. Like it's fun. I just love the concept of you booing any kids that are brought out at <laughs> halftime, even for the ones that are like, oh, their family is like being honored for being season ticket holders since the 18th. I don't know century. that I do that. I'm just booing. So much. The point is, I adore booing. I'm not mad at booing. Boo whoever you want for any reason. There's a lot of things that people will chant and people will boo at that I don't necessarily agree with, but we're at a sports game. And if you're wanting to express your opinion in that way, like I'm not going to stop you. There's definitely like a line though, that I think probably shouldn't be crossed when it comes to like heckling players and refs and things like that. Um, the refuse suck chant is a chant that happens at our stadium all the time, and I don't particularly like it, but it I happen, don't care. It happens for the dumbest reasons, too. Like if the referee yeah. gets a corner wrong or the referee yeah. gets a throw in wrong. I don't <sighs> chant that, but I'm not going to stop you from chanting that. I think if you're going to chant at the ref, like that's fine. There's some ref chants that we used to do as a fan base that we don't anymore, and I'm really glad that we don't because they're like yeah. advocating for violence, and that's not cool. But if you just want to tell me sucks, that's fine. So I am on board with booing. I'm on board with booing guys that go down for sporting reasons and are trying to gain an advantage. If you're going to boo a flopper, boo a flopper. If a guy goes down and he stays down for a little bit looking for a call or trying to get the trainers on to delay the game, boo that guy. I'm all for it. But there's a point where Kellen Rowe gets up and is being helped by two trainers on either side because he can't put any weight on one of his legs and he's hobbling off the field and we're still still booing him he'll get booed yeah now and you then get he tra- trades over to two other trainers 
to get carried off the field. Like he's injured. I don't know if he tore his ACL. I don't know if he okay, but it just twisted his ankle. But popped a hammy. He, he, <laughs> he is injured, and I think that takes it from like being booing a sporting moment to booing like a human moment. And I I just don't like the idea of booing a guy that is genuinely injured. Here's the thing, and it's it was obvious that he's on. injured. He's was- not. I can't, how, how are you able to centralize all of the fans like anger in those, in those like really frustrating five minutes of Kellen Rowe, like on the field, her off the field, back on the field, then gets carried off. And then like all of that. And then everything that's taking place on the field with different things like Paul, I did Paulo Ruiz get, I can't remember if he got his red card, but like the different things that were, it was after that. Yeah. I thought it was before. What, What minute did he get his red card? Uh, was it 91? It was I, the, oh my goodness, I'm looking at it. Uh, no, 90 plus three. Yeah, so he gets his, okay. like, and, there was and bullying the, just happening. Went down first in 89. I, in my, in my where I, what I experienced in the South End was that there was booing oh, and red. yelling nonstop from like the ni- 88th minute until the game ended. So like, sure, sure. What I, what I don't believe is that like, as someone who Stephen, like Stephen Fry was right in front of us, like that they were that anyone was able to separate out like what Stephen Fry's talking about. And like when it was most obvious people were booing Kellen, in my view, was that when he when he was like being told to get back on the field to waste. Yeah. Time. Like, so you're just going to get booed for that forever. And then yeah, I just heard I booing nonstop for six minutes and then the game ended and the booing continued because everyone was mad at the refs. And in my experience, for me personally, the Sounders. So, yeah, I don't so believe I just, that people were like, he's injured and now we're booing him. I don't think that was what well, okay. So here's what's going through my head, right? This happened before, and this is years ago, and this is just me with memorizing or remembering like very specific things. Sometimes Matt Pickens, when he was playing for the Colorado Rapids, broke his arm in our stadium and pretty much ended his career. And he was down for several minutes and the, tra- and it was the same kind of thing. It wasn't as frustrating, like a referee game, but like the fans were booing him for being injured. Deserve. And- and like i just i don't like the idea of booing injured players i think once you know he's genuinely injured when he's hobbling off the field just stop booing for a little bit and that's what him be injured let him get off the field and then go back to booing i like if this happens people are so mad at the end of this game that like it can't i don't think that can be like you cannot separate out and convince me that people were knowingly booing injured kellen rowe like if 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 say this happens, say say RSL's up one zero, and this happens in like the thirtieth minute, and and it's pretty clear Kellen Rowe is actually hurt. Fans would almost certainly clap if they saw him like getting up. Yeah, like yeah. So I think I can't you're right about that. Out, but is my, in my view, there there was a, I don't know if they showed this on the broadcast or if you could see it from your seats, uh, but there was a moment while he was being helped off that he he turned and very angrily like started shouting at some fans yeah and i think that only happens if it's if it's very specific if it were just generic yeah. booing i don't think he'd have i mean he'd be frustrated and he'd probably look angry sure. but he wouldn't have a specific place to turn and i think there was some of that now there may have been fans I mean, that I, said something to him specifically and like yeah, yeah and, and i Brian, think that's definitely like i almost guarantee i'm sure that happened yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's, that's the stuff general, that i'm talking about yeah if someone is saying like 
a Kellen like saying stuff to him specifically while he's very clearly injured and people on what I'm what I'm talking about how is, is like everyone in the south end it was crazy there's flags everywhere it's like oh, hard yeah. to see what's going on everyone's just being like booing and being really angry no one over there was like look at Kellen Rowe we're booing this guy that's hobbling off the field because it was impossible to even see that from like what was going on over there so sure and how I, much, my yeah. my experience from my seats was slightly different when he got up and they were broadcasting you're in the south end so i don't think you were looking at it but on the video board yeah, we also you could see him st- stand up and put his arms around the trainers and you could see him just like matt said he turned and started yelling at somebody in the crowd not for very long like he just yelled one thing and then hobbled off the field and at that point there was a bunch it was just like renewed booing there was the booing that you're talking about that was just kind of constant and always but then over by my seats there was just a bunch of people that just started booing again. Once he like, it was a new round of booing once he got up and started getting off the field. And that's the stuff that I'm talking about is like, that's, he's very clearly injured. You don't need to heckle him. You don't need to boo him. I think that it's not unfair for Brian Schmetzer and Stefan Fry to call that out. Oh, I don't think anything that they said, like they can say whatever they, I'm, what I'm saying is more booing, more complaining about booing all of the above. It's all good. (laughs) <laughs> like I don't care right. that they're upset by it, but I'm also like tra- trying to police people's booing. Like I get not like trying to not make have people not say offensive things. Like I yes, don't be don't be a bad person, but like making loud angry noises in a stadium if it's a boo. I I honestly, unless the player is like dying, like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm kind of just like I don't know what. I, I don't know. In that circumstance, I'm just like, good luck ever trying to control the stadium of yeah. people. No, I, I, about circumstances that include the game, the ref, the players, the coach telling the player to waste time. Like if Schmetzer doesn't tell him to get back on the field and that just all takes place on the sideline, that none of that ever that happened. No, of course not. So Schmetzer is inviting that by telling him to get back on the field. And I don't think it's it's appropriate to heckle uh, like say mean things to a player who's injured. I wouldn't do that, but for to control a stadium of people booing who just saw a coach tell a player to waste more time, you're going to get booed and you yeah. that. And I, I no, and they can complain about it and that's fine, but that's all part of this game too, is that you're going to retort in the post game. And then, so I, 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 I agree. I just, too, but first you go Trevor. I just, <laughs> this is just me. I just think there's times when you can absolutely boo on unreserved and there's times when you probably shouldn't or at the very least don't get mad at people for calling you out for being bad fans or being classes or whatever just like recognize what you are you don't get to have your cake and eat it in that situation like i think that there's times where if you boo you kind of look silly sure Um, and as long as you're okay with looking silly just know that you look silly and people are going to call you silly and you can't get mad when they call you silly so for me I've got a couple of things. First, watching the replay of that, and it was pretty visible on the screen. It looks, I mean, it it looked really bad and it was not a contact injury. It was a, right. Do you call it a contact injury if you step weird? Anyway, he he landed very weird and it looked, I mean, I just watched it and like winced uh, again. Um, And I think... So this, the south end, I think, gets a pretty easy pass because the north end board is basically... You can't see anything. <laughs> it's a, it's it's a thumbnail. Yeah. But if you're watching in the, the south end board, I think it, it should have been very clear that it was a real injury. And I think 
my my general perception, and maybe this is a little pessimistic, is that I I don't think as a whole the stadium is a full of people who understand what's going on most of the time. Yeah, Hence the reason that. we have ref we suck chance in the fifth minute for a <laughs> like a, a an absolutely like tacked on foul, right? Yeah. Something that has no controversy involved. Um, and I I think like that colors my my view of this a little bit. Uh, the second, like, I mean, we made fun of Seattle fans, like collectively, Real Salt Lake fans made fun of Seattle fans for their reactions to David Ochoa, right? Who wasted so much time, yeah. so much time. Uh, so, you know, I like, I don't know. I, this is not, I mean, this is dissimilar in that there was an injury. Totally. Uh, but yeah, I think fa- fans I, are dumb just as a I, rule. That's kind of just, are dumb. I, that's kind of just how I feel. Not we're just going to, like all of this just feels like it's all part of part of the I play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a stage, right? I, I thought it was fun right. to scream and yell and be mad. Not, I wasn't, yeah. I mean, and like you, like I said, can't tell what's going on over there. So I didn't know yeah. Kellen Rowe was actually injured. And I also forgot about Kellen Rowe once he got off the field. Cause I really wanted us to score still. So, yeah. um, and I, yeah. and I was mad at the stoppage time situation, but yeah, like it, it's hard to tell what's going on in the stadium fans are dumb also just like all of this feels like it's part of the game and i yeah, just don't. sports fans are classless as a class yeah <laughs> angry about who's class who's classless or classless or yeah, yeah. no it's having it's definitely a stupid argument but i don't know i just just be smarter yeah i'm not again i'm not trying to say like don't boo like boo but if you boo recognize that some people aren't going to like that and like you don't get to get mad at those people for not liking it yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, well, me, 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 oh, go on, Trevor. You you go. I, yeah, no, I've just got to say another thing. Um, and this is just a thing that like I pointed out and people got mad at me again for. The ref was bad. And you can say that the referee is bad. Um, he made a lot of dumb decisions. And it, I think for the most part, like he was bad. And it seems worse because RSL is getting more of the like brunt of it. We got a lot more yellow cards, but like I was saying, like they were deserved yellow cards. There's this idea that like, I'm just ranting for a second here. There's like this idea that like refs have to be fair and call the game fair. And like, that's not real life. One team generally fouls the other team more than the other. So when people are like, Oh, the fouls are going against RSL, like three to one, like that's a thing that sometimes happens. RSL fouled more, but there was a thing that happened that I just wanted to definitely make a point of. Um, There was, not naming names, but there's a couple like media people that at the end of the game said that the referee was quoting here, dog shit. That's and a technical I, term. I hate that so much. Um, like I said, as fans of a pro game, boo the referee, yell at the referee, like that's going to happen. But the idea that you can promote calling the referee that from like an official channel is bad and is dangerous because it makes people think that it's okay to yell at any ref under any circumstances. Yeah. There's a recent report that just came out. It was on a news thing that um, I watched from somewhere else. It wasn't a local news channel in Utah, but something like they were talking about the youth referee shortage Um, in New Jersey for baseball umpiring specifically. There's a new rule that some league came up with where if a player or a parent 
abuses a referee, that parent gets suspended. They're not allowed to come to any more games until they umpire three games themselves, Mm. which is like an interesting idea. It's cool. Um, I'm for it, but it, part of that is simply because they don't have enough umpires in that league. They don't have enough referees in youth soccer all across the country. They don't have enough basketball referees. There's no youth referees or umpires. There's just not enough everywhere. And that's part of the problem with bad referees at the professional level is if nobody's doing it at the youth level and they're not doing it at the youth level because we're just threatening and abusing referees that are most of the time 14 to 18 year old kids. And I don't like the idea of promoting that. The story went on to say that like, I think the numbers were like 80% of referees and umpires have like reported being verbally abused something like 40 percent of them have feared for their safety after games and something like 10 to 15 percent of them have actually been assaulted um after games and this is like high school level and below i'm not even approaching like professional stuff um it's a real problem in this country treating referees that bad and i just want people to recognize that when we talk about referees we have bad referees in this league because we don't have any referees. The more referees we have, the better they get. And again, True. it's a pro pro game. I get it. You're going to boo the referee and yell at the referee and chant. Yeah, refugee that's talk. Half and the they, fun. I get that at the professional level, but it is a real problem at the youth levels. Just don't carry that to your kids' soccer games. Be smarter about it. Pretty, yeah. pretty Check pretty. it at the door. Check it out the yeah. gates. Um, For sure. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I thought Nima Sagafi actually played, called a pretty good game generally uh and i think rsl got pretty sloppy toward the end there yeah we did i think for the most part it was about an average mls game yeah there was a <laughs> lot of games that i did a lot of decisions i didn't agree with i mean it's so happens. much better than it was a decade ago though oh for sure we've come on so far um and the other thing, I mean, like the fourth official got the time wrong. Like I, I yeah. genuinely think yeah. that was not enough time. And, mm-hmm. but Arcel wasn't going to score in that time. We no, had a, we had a good know. opportunity in that time. Jockison was going to score. Wasted it. I was waiting for Jockison. <laughs> he should have played in the Monarchs game. He would have scored there. I know. Should have saved him for that. All right. Uh, Kyle needs to make it to target. Oh, I got to make it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, 15 uh, minutes. Score. Have, so uh, Kyle, get out of here. Okay. And uh, I'm going to hit stop. Uh, good night, everybody. And Arsenal plays uh, somebody. Oh, they play Houston Saturday. in Houston this weekend. Oh, yeah. Saturday. Watch it in Houston. It's a 6 30 game. It's an hour ahead of us. We're going to beat them. All right. Probably. Bye. 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 <laughs>